Hello there, and welcome to episode 20 of Unknown Regions Podcast. I am your host, Michelle, and with me, as always, is your other host, my son, Colin. What's good? Okay. Party time. Party time. I'm standing here with a volume of research in my hand. (laughs) Colin's looking very nervous because he has a class (laughs) in a few hours and he's looking at this giant pile of notes that I have. Because today is is an awesome day. the end of the Republic. Today is the end of the Republic. (laughs) Today is the end of Star Thrones. Uh, Oh, yeah. It's bittersweet. It is, kind of. I will be. How long have we been doing this? How many weeks has this been like our main thing? This is the fourth episode. But have we been doing one every week? No. Are you kidding? Then Us? we've been doing this. I'm asking how we've been doing this. How <laughs> I don't long? know. A couple months, probably. That's crazy. Um, We're not going to have anything to do. Well, I, that's not true. We'll talk about it Well, later. anyway. Yeah. It's a bittersweet day for me because I will be I will be kind of relieved to not have to do this intensive research for a little bit. Well, you got nothing better to do. It's fine. Oh, thanks, son. <laughs> um, but also, this might be my favorite one. Yeah, yeah, there are some really cool ones. Oh, my gosh. You know, it was like... The beauty of animation. I was a little irritated that there was very little um, information around about development and production on these things. Well, yeah. But that just left room for my brain to go wild about interpreting what they yeah. put there. Because and in my opinion, that's cooler. I don't, of, I don't even yeah. care about the facts. It's kind of fun <laughs> to just look at it and be like, what is this? What is what do I think this is? Right. Um, and let me just plug a little bit. Um, during current events today, we're not going to talk about the Mandalorian trailer because we actually did a little we bonus episode. Ourselves? We're plugging ourselves. <laughs> I just want to I just want it to be known like we're not going to talk about that in current events because we did a whole episode on it, episode nineteen. Yeah. Uh, which I think Be-sweet. I just published yesterday. Yep. I think. Um. Yeah, that's like a whole hour about. Two-minute trailer. If you're interested in that, otherwise, let's get into other current events. Okay, so I'm gonna try to keep this brief because, like I said, I'm, I've got a volume in my hand of notes on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's just a few things I wanted to talk about. Number one. That Star Wars Squadrons little short film yeah. that is um, basically just a really badass commercial for the Squadrons <laughs> game that's going to come out. Okay, yeah, yeah, it is. That's all it is. But, yeah, it is. I mean, if I played games, I would buy that game based on that <laughs> yeah. little bit no, of that's advertising. That's the thing, dude. That's the th- Listen, I have quarrels with EA when it comes to rendering Ships. flight simulation in a video game because it's not just star wars flying that i've had a problem with i've had a problem with they, they created a game series called battlefield you know battlefield oh yeah battlefield the flying in battlefield, I, you love is battlefield. Like, I do i love battlefield it's an amazing game but the flying is bad the flying is so it's not bad that's the thing people are going to crucify me for saying it's bad my friends would crucify me but the problem is that it's so difficult <laughs> like it is really hard like you'll be playing the game and you'll know exactly what you're doing and then you'll enter a ship and it's like i have no idea where i am now so in a way that's kind of cool i guess i would say because sounds it's like, like two different games in one sounds like to me someone stinks at flying and you're blaming I, dude, the company for it listen i will admit <laughs> in battlefront i really have no idea I'm just i will admit in battlefront crap. i am terrible 
at, at flying. It's really hard because it feels like you're in a Star Wars ship, right? Like it's just kind of floating in space and you have to control it and wean and like... There, there are cool like maneuvers you could do. You could like, flip around or do a spiral or something. It's well, just, the, it makes everything so disorienting. The, I mean, the cool. one thing you said when we were watching that little film was, you know what? I hate when they make films like this because they make you think the gameplay is going to be like that, yeah. and then it's not. They do, but but they do though. If the gameplay is like that. That's gonna be pretty good. But it, I right? guarantee. I mean, okay. Be. I would assume some of the part, like there are some things in that, in that I'm gonna call it a trailer. There are some things in that trailer that you can notice that are probably gonna be in the game. Like the thing he does when he like, the missiles tracking him and he presses a button and then it turns around. Yeah. Guy. Like I hope cool. that's real. That's good. That's good. But the stuff with like, I don't know well, how intense it was in the third. Per- There's also sometimes where it would be in first person view. I'm pretty sure the game is gonna be first person only. It seems like it. Which is another thing I worried about because oh. I could never do that. <laughs> I would always have to oh. go in the third person because I can't see. Because you can't see except like right well, here. I guess. 20 angle. A 20 degree angle basically like around. So I, I don't know. I'm not talking trash yet. <laughs> I'm not because there's nothing to know. But I have in the past been disappointed with how EA okay, approaches. Okay, that's fair. Fly. I mean, if that's the way it's been, that's the way it's been. Yeah. But the little Tokyo Drift move that he pulls. The side thing. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, that'd be fun if you can do that. I and hope so. Pl- oh, yeah, that's probably something you can probably do. Because in ba- in Battlefront 2, there were, like like I said earlier, there were special maneuvers you could do. Now, it would make you more disoriented, but it would be cool to do when you were, like, in a sticky situation. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you could just, like, flip and stuff like that. Kind of well, fun. it'll be another game where I'm just going to be like, okay, we're going to sit down and you're going to tell me the entire story of the oh. game because i won't play it i don't know how to play oh yeah i don't as i've said before anything more than one button and a joystick and i'm out so dude i feel like this is gonna be almost kind of like that though because if you're gonna be first person think about this if you're gonna be first person if it is gonna be dude, first person, i can't use those no, 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 listen though listen though when you're playing battlefront or uh yeah battlefront or battlefield you have to control two joysticks at the same time yes that's very difficult if you're in first person though that only gives you what you're looking at Kind of, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying you'd be able to play it. You probably want to be. There's no way. I I can't even do the simplest of games with those controllers. But I was gonna say something. I was gonna say something. Uh. Oh, another thing I'm really hopeful for is that EA. Another thing having to do specifically with EA. I'm not looking at your paper. Yes, you are. I I was just looking at the words. I don't know. Another thing having to do specifically with EA that I don't like. Is microtransactions, and everyone knows what I'm talking about. Who plays an EA game? Yeah, I know. How I know what you're talking about. Actually. So if there's like a thing, yeah, people complain about if it a there's lot. like a thing that comes because right now how the game's being advertised, right? I don't think that, they're going to do listen, that. Listen, listen. Right now how it's going to be advertised, how, how it's being advertised is that you're going to be able to only be infantry level ships, right? We've only seen X-wings, we've only seen Tie fighters, okay? Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? If they do some of that, some of that. I'm not going to swear. Some of that dookie. And they pull out, like, hero ships. Where, like, you can be the Millennium Falcon if you pay X amount of money. I'm yeah, going to be mad. I don't know. I don't know any details about the game other than that. I'm going to be upset. Cool. I want it to just be infantry. I really do. I think, like, I'm tired of having to, like, fly in and then Slave 1 comes out from the right side of your screen and completely <laughs> domes you. Like, I'm tired of that. It's all so right. annoying. This is all fair, and I guess we'll find out more. I actually did not write down the day that game comes out, but I assume it's soon. Yeah, it's probably if they're dropping there's trailers, a, and Christmas a, is not that far away. Ugh. Ooh, there's a lot of games right now that are 
that I have not even thought about that are all of a sudden coming out with like yeah. trailer, like Call of Duty. This it's all towards the end of the year. It's crazy. Actually. Well, normally they normally they advertise it at least a little bit. I think Fortnite. Corona probably yeah, got that's the best my point. of some people. That's my point. Yeah, everything's been pushed off. But you know how it's crazy I'm time. a sucker for an imperial point of view. Yeah, dude. And plus that guy. When anyone that drops anyone that drops a Kylo Ren quote, I'm always like, oh. And he yeah, what does he say? Co- Not to me. <laughs> the the okay, fair. um, but in different contexts. The say. rebel says the war's over, imp. Yeah, and he says at the towards the end. Not to me. Anyway, what does that mean, dude? What does that mean? What is he doing? I don't know, but I'm intrigued. That's all I'm saying. And this is after episode six, right? The, yeah, it says after the battle. I think at the very beginning it says what plant they're on, and after the Battle of Endor. So yeah. Oh. It's just in the very. They're new, doing a lot of that. New stages. Story wise, in yeah. games, because in Battlefront Two, it was literally the moment the Death Star blew up mm-hmm. until the First Order came Which, to power. You know. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I'm not All right. mad. All right, so let me just get this off my chest. All right. Cause... Graphics look good too, by the way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mark. Great. At least in the video, but I'm EA always has. And the tie um, interceptor. Interceptor. You know, I like a pointy tie fighter. That's my favorite mm-hmm. thing. Um, <laughs> that's what that's what I call them. They're pointy. They are pointy. Uh, They're okay. Menacing. So recently, Josh Gad was hosting Jimmy Kimmel Live, and oh. he had his friend Daisy Ridley on. Wait. What? Josh Gad was hosting. Like guest hosting. Oh, Jimmy Kimmel say, Live. That would have made much sense. Well, he was Jimmy hosting. Kimmel Live being hosted by a different dude. Oh, they do that all the time. Uh, okay, Especially but he was now. a guest. No, he was hosting. Oh. Guest hosting. Okay. I don't know. Do you, anyway, go on. He was hosting. Josh Gad was hosting okay. the show. Okay. And he and Daisy Ridley are friends. So yeah. she came on and he was oh. interviewing her. Oh, that's cool. And. That's fun. He actually asked her a few Star Wars questions. This is actually old news at this point, but I haven't oh. ranted about this. Well, yet. I don't know about this. Um, and let me just say, it's a good thing we haven't talked about it yet because I was thoroughly enraged for like a week about this. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've calmed down now. Actually, wait, maybe I do know about this. No, you do know about it. I told you about it, and you're like, oh my god, we're going to do a whole episode on that now. And I was like, no, because I'm angry, and I don't like to podcast angry. Okay. Um, That's but, not true. You've podcast angry before. Not as angry as I could have been. Oh. Okay. You've seen me angry, and you've seen I me guess. angry podcast angry. Those, podcast angry is just kind of like my normal state of being. I guess. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, he was interviewing her, and they allowed, for some reason, him to ask her Star Wars questions. That's cool. Still don't really understand why they even allowed that. Mm. It's ABC, after all. You'd think they'd be like, uh, No. Oh, but yeah. That's weird. He asked her about... <sighs> Poor girl still can't get away from answering questions about Ray's lineage. Like, Ooh, can we tough. have a new topic? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. basically, she confirmed what a... I mean, pretty much everyone has been saying for a long time that they did not have a plan for oh, yeah. their main characters storyline okay yes i didn't know this but this is like literal confirmation because uh, yeah. she's like well first ray kenobi was on the table or what she her exact words were a kenobi connection okay she was told there would be a kenobi connection okay 
Then, obviously, it went to Ray Nobody because of Last Jedi. Then, dang, apparently, we were JJ, so close. <laughs> and then, apparently, JJ said, "Well, actually, you're gonna. She's gonna be Palpatine's granddaughter." But th- this is all per Daisy. Okay. But then they said, no, she's not going to be a Palpatine. And then they said, actually, yeah, she is going to be a Palpatine. Mm. Well, they, she wasn't going to be a Palpatine in the Colin Trevorrow script then. I'm Sigh. Saying, right? um, no, she was not a Palpatine in that script. She was, she so that's was a... She, that's what she's talking about? Like She, she went was a rando. JJ being like, maybe, and then all of a sudden Colin Trevorrow, Colin Trevorrow came in? No, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I guess... Oh, no, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Be, uh, yeah. Actually... Ray Nobody applies to the Trevorrow script. Oh. Oh, so when JJ got it, he was like, Palpatine, wait, no, wait, yes. Yes. Oh, I see. Dang it, man. Make up your mind, but fam. The, <laughs> it's just, it's infuriating. That's not fair for her, dude. It's infuriating. Right? It, I mean, am I wrong in saying that? It's not fair for her. Yeah. I don't know, Especially man. if they're telling her all this. Like, I yeah. can see if they just didn't tell her anything. Yeah. And they're just like, just act. Just, just act. Just do... Yeah. What you want, because I can see that, like, if Ray doesn't know, then it makes sense for Daisy not to know, really. And that's what and Mark Hamill can... did, so and it's possible. You... And then you can so... respond accordingly. Yeah. And act. But they're, like, t- feeding her these tidbits behind the scenes. <sighs> yeah, it's lame. It's not fair to Daisy, obviously. And, I mean, she didn't seem to care. She's telling this story. She just seemed like... She... I think she's fine. I think she's a pretty bright person, you know? But, mainly... Why are you having the first woman lead character in the in the saga and you don't even care enough to lay down any kind of backstory like I can see like not maybe not plotting out her current story you're really not even going to know who her dang parents are like if you're going to make that a big deal in the story and you're just going to be like playing this game of tag with her uh, it's just i'm sorry yeah it seems a little i'm sorry i mean the first thing i thought of was like if i was an actress or actor and i was told what was going to happen with my character that's it <laughs> you know like a good like a good director writes the story tells but you, you know what's who happening. they told you know whose backstory they had laid out the male uh, lead kylo's oh that's yeah. how they got adam driver to do the dang movie. oh yeah oh yeah 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 oh yeah it's tricky by telling him, hey, by the mm. way, this is going to be really interesting. I sent some connivery. I'm just like, that's such BS. Yeah, that's such sus. BS. That's sus. And, but anyway, again, by now it's old news, but to me, it's uh, I finally calmed down enough that I can talk about it. And mm. I just want it known. I mean, I'm just thinking on a professional level. Like, just to, come on, dude. It's bad on <laughs> Figure out your script it's before you say anything, dude. It's bad on every single level. There's no level yeah. on which this is good. Dude, None. here's my theory. I've been thinking about this. If they it's took hackery. If they took one year, one more year mm-hmm. to yep. before Force Awakens came out, way back, if they took like one more year to yes. figure it all out, we would be in such a good place right now. Yep. There would be no there'd probably be no like uh what's the term? Uh high tension between like the Raylo non Raylo because then that would kind of be like, okay, well, we kinda of know where it's going already. You know, the problem is we when Force Awakens came out, I'm not going to go on a tangent, but when Force, Awakens, when Force Awakens came out, there were a lot of assumptions made about things, and then they chose to go down this one path, and the people who made the opposite assumption got mad. Yeah, they really did. So, yeah, you're right. They that's really did what started it. Encourage 
fighting. There in, were no decisions fighting. made. That's yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. They were playing all sides kind of mm-hmm. thing, and that, and they were still. Episode nine played all sides, but in like a really bad way. Epi- even episode if, seven kind of was like okay, so we're starting with like a lot of potential. Even you know? if they had played all sides. Yeah, but that's it, a good way to do it. But if we had known, like, oh, no, we knew all along it was going to be this way. We were just dropping yeah, seeds see, and playing with you. Hence, I say, from the professional perspective, yeah. like, that is trash. It's just <laughs> that is trash production. Utter dude. hackery. Yeah. I don't understand it. I never will. But I do want to make it known that very early on, after The Force Awakens, my ridiculous theory, which I knew at the time was ridiculous, and it's still ridiculous, however, in my opinion, better than what we got. <laughs> oh. Okay. That Ray was half Kenobi. Mm hmm. I mean, I don't remember how people thought that. I well, maybe personally, it's because of the audio clip that's like, these are your first steps from Obi Wan. I just thought, what is the craziest thing that I could mm-hmm. think of? That and, is pretty crazy. And the craziest thing I could think of was that Obi Wan and Satine did have a secret child. And that that child was one of Ray's parents. Oh, I see. So it wasn't. So it wasn't like Ray was. That's why I'm like, what? How could Ray be his daughter? <laughs> You're crazy. No, it was gonna be. It was I gonna understand. be granddaughter. I understand. In my mind, that would have been cool. And when I was really crazy, like this was the pre, clone. This was pre Raylo. The clone, dude. The clone uh, theory. <laughs> honestly, but dude, I was better than what we got. I'm dude, telling you. I was so tapped. I mean, that would have at least been like a nobody kind of thing, you know? Yes. Like, that would have been fine with me. We should stop uh, well, talking no, about this. Well, no, it wouldn't have been fine. This but is current events. I know, I know. But I just want to say my really, really, really crazy theory was half Kenobi, oh. like that that grand, that daughter of, of Obi-Wan and Satine hooked up with Luke, and then they were raised parents. Remember that? Remember when I had that ridiculous no. theory? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, dude. it was insane. That was not right at all. That was pre-Raylo, though. Like, as soon as I became Raylo, the minute I walked out of TLJ, I was like, well, forget that theory. I don't <laughs> yeah. want her to be a Skywalker now. Right, right. Okay, so um, the last current event I want to talk about is, real quick, these new lightsabers that are coming to Galaxy's <sighs> Edge. Oh, yes. Doc Ondor is apparently... He's got his hands. He's got connections, He's got yo. connections. But we, as I guess honorary citizens of Batu, we get to vote on which. That's fire! Is that hilt? is that like a is that like a Disney exclusive thing, or is that everybody? No, it's everybody. Dude, everybody that's vote. cool, man. So the choices were Lord Corvax from Vader Immortal, Cal Kestis from uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Ezra, but it's not the staple gun. So what's the point? What, yeah, when does he get that? Dude, uh, I'm tripping. Uh, later. Okay. Later. Did he build it himself? I, you know what? I don't remember. I don't remember either. When I saw that, I was like, don't remember when. when I saw and where that he hilt. That. I saw the hilt before I saw what it was, and then I saw what it was, and I was like, unless that's before the staple. No, he makes the staple gun out of the crystal he gets from when Yo- he sees Yoda yeah. this time. Yeah. I don't remember when he gets that boring one. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, boring one. Kanan. Yeah, it's cool. Jairus, uh, Qui-Gon, and then An- uh, Anakin's. I believe so, the last time, by the way, they made a Qui-Gon lightsaber hilt was the plastic one. You never see Qui-Gon's. Ever. The plastic you one? You never see them anywhere, though. We have the plastic version. I know, but I mean, like... It's never I've, it's never been made in, like, a high I definition. haven't seen it in, even I in haven't. the toy aisle. Yeah, I haven't either. Yeah, no one cares, man. No one cares. So That's the one that's black, right? And it's green. It's pretty black. Yeah, it's, it's got cool. a lot of black on it. 
I love that. So one. this is sewn family discord <laughs> amongst our amongst the Whitlicks. Yeah. Because what does Delaney think? We didn't even ask her. I didn't even ask her because I I think she'd pick Qui Gon or Anakin. I don't even have to wonder actually. Probably yeah. <laughs> uh, she you know she probably pick she probably pick Anakin. She's a Stanikin. Yeah, Stan. Yeah. Anyways. Stanikin. Uh, immediately I was like, well, obviously Lord Corvax is the coolest frigging lightsaber <laughs> it's in the so history. It's so large, though, dude. Oh, my God. It is. You've got to be kidding. It's the coolest. And Colin was like, well, duh, Cal Kestis. <laughs> and I was like, well, my that boys. one is... That one is really, really cool. It's beautiful, dude. It's so good. And then we all know your dad, um... <laughs> loves Kanan like the most of anyone I know that loves yeah. Kanan and so he's like well I want Kanan's and so I'm like well we're all gonna have to vote then I guess because we all Not disagree evil. I mean okay at the end of the day what lightsaber color is Corvax's is it red no I feel like it's like a deep blue oh is it like indigo yeah it's like oh, indigo yeah. yeah you actually it's have an purple. option yeah okay yeah to bring up you actually have an option in in uh I know. You, know. you want an orange one. Dude. You're hoping it would be orange. Dude, if it's orange, that would be well, so they now, cool. They now have the technology to make the colors change because oh, they came. They're having. They have um, Ahsoka's from the Clone Wars they can season change? seven, and <gasps> they change color. Yeah. Whoa! I didn't tell you that. No, you didn't. That's <laughs> well, cool. I just did. <laughs> Not the ones we have up here. No, no, no. Right? no. The right. ones we have are her white ones. Yeah, yeah. But they just cool. came out with the ones from that Anakin makes her, you know. So you're telling me they start um, green and what color do they start? They start white, right? They're white. Her and originals. And then she makes them blue. Her originals. Or he makes them blue for her. Her original lightsabers. No, no, no. Are not white. Oh, right, right, right. They're I'm an blue idiot. and and like yellowish. Or sorry, green. green and yellowish. Yeah, you're right. They're yeah. green. <laughs> I'm so stupid. Yeah, you're dumb. What are you talking My, about? My. I cannot. Brandon's gonna be disappointed. When he I hears cannot this. <laughs> get the timeline of all this in my head. Okay, you guys. well let me uh, let me this get it. So it's hard green and yellow, me. and then they're blue, and then they're yes, white. Yes, he makes them. Anakin turns them blue for her in. Yes. Siege of Mandalore. They get so that's her what they ones. do. They start green and they turn blue. That's cool. Okay. Yes, it's exceedingly cool. And so yeah, then there's no excuse. <laughs> I'm kind of mad now that we have that other set because now I want this. Oh, set. dude, no, the white ones are. Dope, I know dude. how the hilts are like curved. Those I are know, so rad. But these change Please. colors. That's how they're. Know. That's how they're getting people. But these change colors. I'm that's like, that's pretty cool. I'm dude. a sucker. Though, that's I never happened that. before. That, that's the first time that's ever happened. The Being changing sold, of the changing colors. color. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the first time they've done that. So. I'm sure people out there who are like engineer savvy. Super exciting. Yeah, that's cool. Anyway. It's a civil war in this house over which lights it's not. It's barely even. Lord, you don't have to worry about it. Corvax is not winning. No yeah. one, like, very no. few people even know what that is. So I guarantee Anakin is going to win. And then, like, no, come on. Dude. I don't know who's winning because I haven't officially voted yet. If Anakin wasn't an option, I would have no idea who would win. But since Anakin is an option, I know he's going to win. I don't know about that. I know it. I don't know. I bet you. Uh, I guess I'll have to vote just to see who's leading. All the gamers I've are going to pick Cal Kestis. All the gamers are going to pick Cal Right. Okay. I think it's throne room time because i got a lot to talk about. I. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Grand finale. Let's go. Of Star Thrones. I have class. The, the <laughs> <Okay>. throne rooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you going to let me announce? I'm sorry. Wait, start over. Start over. I'll cut that out. Grand finale of Star Thrones. Throne rooms of 
the Clone Wars, and Rebels. And if there were any in the Mandalorian, I would have put those in there too. But there haven't been any. True. Maybe we'll get a throne room in season two. That would be cool. Doubtful. Don't know what throne he would be. Yeah, I don't know about that. Okay. So I was actually going to gloss over Dooku's and Ursa Wren's. A crime. Until I realized, oh my gosh, those are both amazing. And I have a lot to say about them. Yeah, And Dooku's is in it is in the show a lot like i didn't realize yeah. how many episodes that throne room appears in it's a lot yeah so we're gonna start with him um again not gonna have a lot of development production information on any of these because it doesn't i couldn't find much but um i do at least know that the throne room concept art dooku's throne room was done by russell g chong in september of 2009 cool 10 year that's a 10 year old throne room right there a 10 year old turner that's crazy um so that's it on the on the development yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) if you want to look at the concept art it is on starwars.com because that's where i found it um in their little they have like little packages for each episode of clone wars and rebels you can look at all the on the website stuff on their official on starwars.com sweet okay that's cool but anyway um in universe what are you pointing at? Just oh, tell me. You need a tissue. There you go. Thanks. Uh, anyways. Anyways. Uh, in universe, we have this planet called Sereno. And that is where Dooku is from. And that's where his family is from. And apparently. Oh, whoa. Uh, yeah. And in. Some lore. Well, you got to read that. Oh, is it in the book? Of course. A lot of this stuff is in the book. Okay. Like how his family um, and a bunch of other families fought the the against the Jedi or something like a long time ago. But they weren't like evil. They were just like not for the Jedi occupation or something. It was the Jedi. I can't remember now. Oh, okay. But there was a there was a war, and they all like teamed up together, and I guess the Serenos were like the leaders. Okay. So they just became the leaders of the planet basically and they they named the whole planet after them and the castle castle Soretto. <laughs> okay um and then count dooku was actually disowned for a while because he was yeah it was the jedi because he got disowned because he was um force sensitive oh because he went off to rip. be a jedi okay oh but he was supposed to take over From and eventually yeah. and eventually did um so they have this castle, which really, I'm calling it a castle because they call it a castle, you know, in the story. Okay. But um, it's more of a, it's interestingly shaped. Let's just put it that way. Fair. You know that I can't get through one episode without comparing something to a you know, piece of anatomy. Uh, so it uh. is though, when you look at it, <laughs> okay, it is as, it is so phallic. Like it just is, Dude, which, okay. which makes sense. It's, it's Dooku. He know. is, a, you know what? He's a D a lot of the times. Like, I guess he's got BDE. We all know it. Yeah. Okay. True. It makes sense. I mean, I don't know if they did it on purpose or for subconscious on the artist part, I don't see how it's subconscious. It literally looks like one, but <laughs> whatever. Anyway, 
Um, it's very, it sits like on a cliffside. So his throne room has this big, giant, beautiful window, as many of them do. And it overlooks like the cliff drop mm-hmm. behind it. Which... Uh, that's cool. I like the backdrop of the throne room. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Vader's castle. Um, kind of from the outside. What do you mean? Like it? Just how it's like lofted on like a thing and there's water. Well, okay. It. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It is like precariously situated. Yeah. Right on a cliff. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense in the story. Like mm-hmm. the this throne in particular makes me feel like uh, they were, you know, they know where his character goes, obviously. So it's right. like, yeah, we're going to put it on a cliffside where he is balancing right on the edge. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about the big window in a little bit about how it's it plays into this whole concept of him being a bit of a predator. Yeah. And also definitely. prey. But True, true. Uh, this throne room is so cool. Like, it is really cool. I was writing it off, and then I felt really bad because I'm like, oh, That's, my God. Yeah, no, you're, there's you're a, silly, dude. There's a lot going on. I didn't even know you were writing it off until yesterday. You told me you were. And I'm like, dude, what? Well, because there's so much, uh, there's so much in Mortis that I want to talk about, and there's so much in um, Mandalore. But I just couldn't gloss over this. So it's too cool. It is. Anyways, the um, the design, it's just like everything is a triangle. Yeah. It's either a triangle or a chevron, like yeah. a point. It's all tip. pointed. Yeah, like an arrowhead. Yeah, pointing up. So, you know, power. Yep. Aggression, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the ceiling, even, is pitched. Oh. The whole room is like pitched a cone. To a, into a triangular point at the top. That's rad. Which is very unique. You don't see that. That's a lot. true. That that is true. All of them are always like flat flat ceiling. Yeah. The doorways are triangles. <laughs> okay. Because there's a doorway that leads down this hall to his little boudoir, where he, <laughs> yeah, where he yeah. sleeps in his little jammies. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Duke's jammies. It's They're the thing. best. They're so funny. Um, the bougie. His throne chair is that classic. Uh, Ralph McQuarrie yep. design that they ended up using yeah. for Vader's castle, and you just see it a lot. Yeah. It's a triangular... You see it on Mortis. Well, it's not triangular. It is triangular. It doesn't come to a point at the it very tip, yeah. but it yeah. is triangular. Yeah, I suppose. Um, you know, and he's a Sith. Mm-hmm. Sith and triangles go together like... I don't know. <laughs> they do? I mean, it, it does, does that not make sense? Well, no, I know. It makes perfect sense. I am saying they... They did a really good job conceptualizing this oh, yeah. room because he's. If it don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix. The know? BDE, like I said, the Sith energy is high. It's all very high. Mm-hmm. So it makes a lot of sense. Um, his desk itself is shaped in that chevron, like arrowhead point, shape. Yep, it is. Oh yeah, 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 definitely, pointing out. Yep, at it's whoever's there. it's shaped just like um. Snoke's shit. It is, it is, yeah. It is. I just, I was about to say that. That shape. I can't turn the page. Okay. There is a nave, which is like the big aisle that leads up to the dais. Mm-hmm. And the, if you look on the floor, there are these, they look like stripes, but then when you realize as it gets up to the, where the dais is, they all have points. It's like big long spears, like mm-hmm. spearheads pointing right 
at the Diaz. Right. Um. And what? remind me what the Diaz is. The Diaz is the the platform where a throne actually sits. Okay. But his throne, it's like it's like what it, elevates it. Yeah. Okay. Or I mean, technically, it's the platform. It's just the base of the throne. Well, there's usually like steps leading up to it. Sometimes, okay. maybe only one or two. But, but it's the thing on which the throne. It sits. It is a platform on which the throne sits. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. But he has a desk. Like he's a working. Yeah, I like stiff, his. He so. reminds me of Padme's. Yeah, he has a desk a like bit. Padme, like um, Palpatine in his office. There's a desk. Yeah, true. He's a businessman as well. He as, is, and that's important because he definitely is. <laughs> like, He's he the is leader the of the planet. He's yeah. ruling this planet as long as as well as um, you know uh-huh. the separatists and all of that. Not the separatists. Uh, uh, yeah, the separatists. Yeah. Um, anyway, but this window behind the dais. Yeah, it's rad. It's so pretty. It it's is. It's so pretty. It itself makes like a large triangle. It's made up of a big circle in the middle and then smaller triangles. But if you look at the whole thing as a whole, it's a big triangular shape. It, uh, yeah. Which definitely. mimics the the symbol on the front of Palps' um, Senate pod. Mm. Yeah, like it does. Like the symbol yeah. for the Senate is that triangular. Yep. yep general shape it is yeah. and it also looks like kind of like the um imperial shuttles you know when they're flying oh uh, yeah kinda it does. That same shape it also kind of looks like his his you remember in episode two the little ships the, the little ship that he flies into coruscant and mm-hmm. it has like a sphere it's like a sphere that he oh sits yeah in and uh-huh. it has like a point yeah oh yeah yeah if you turn it on its side yeah mm-hmm. generally triangular shape teardrop shape yeah um but the the window has like this. You aren't even talking about colors. I'm not there yet, oh, man. The colors is like the best part. Sorry, I thought you were going to talk. I'm about not it. there yet. The window itself has like, um, what do you call that? Like when you do a stained glass window and the metal parts and, be- I don't know. Like I- the sutures. <sighs> There's a word for it, and it's escaping me. But but like what- they're kind of like suture. It's like metal work yeah. within the window. Yeah, it's dope make these very beautiful designs it's very art nouveau we got a lot of art nouveau in the um prequel era so that makes sense and it casts this beautiful like yellow green kind of sickly it's sickly definitely um reflection into uh the whole room when you know the light shines through it but um, it makes cool. really makes really pretty shadows on the floor that look kind of spider webby. Like oh. it's very interesting. Yeah, the floor. Have you talked about? Are you going to talk about the floor? I already talked about the floor. The spears, the shapes. Oh up. yeah. I, well yeah. It's just I. I just want to point out again. Like I. Th- I think the floor's super weird, in that room. In that room, it takes me. It confuses me, because it's just like it's all like these pillars on the floor. Mm, I think you're thinking of something else. Nah, dude. I just want I watched. We watched that scene with There's no pillars. Ventress. Yeah, no, they're not pillars. They're, they're they're like stripes on the floor. Yeah. It's just weird to me because that's like the only one that we know of that is like that that has I, stripes on the. But floor I like think that. it was intentionally to look like spears pointing at him. Like you gonna huh. you gonna die soon. Like you're a chump. Oh, I guess I never noticed that there were spears pointing at him at the ends of them. I just noticed Yeah, the they're all pointing at the Dias. Well I like the stripes because it's like like classic noir. 
that shot with like oh, the yeah. blinds and the light streaming through the blinds on the person and it's like kind of jaded. True. So like the idea that is maybe that also maybe like the prisoner prisoner costume prisoner mm, uniform. Yep. That too. So, I'm spitting. I'm spitting right now. This wasn't even prepared. Let's go. <laughs> no, trust me. He doesn't prepare. Oh. Um, <laughs> anyway, I... this window, there is a shot. Stop looking at my notes. I'm going to beat you. What else am I supposed to look at? Me. Look at me. <sighs> there is a shot in one particular episode. Oh, by the way, if you want to look at this throne room, um, the episodes I was looking at are season three, episodes 12, 13, and 14. In specifics, those are the ones that I saw it the most. But there is a shot, and I wish I had written down what exact episode that was. But the circle, the circle part of this window, that's the biggest part of it. And at one point he stands and the shot puts him right in the middle of that circular part of the window where there's all these... Um, like I was talking about, like kind of Art Nouveau scroll work, metal work in the window inlaid. It looks like it. It kept. I kept looking at it like, what does that? What does that remind me of? Like the scroll work reminds me of something, and it finally hit me with that shot. It looks like when you see the open jaws, yeah, of a shark mouth. Yeah. Right. The outline of it, like, I'm not talking about a living shark. I'm talking about, like... Like the skull. The, the bones the part. The jaw. Yeah. The actual just... Mm-hmm. No shark, just the jaw. Mm-hmm. He stands right in the middle of it. Yeah, it's cool. And not only does it look like the lines are giving him, like, a cape outline, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool, it looks like he's standing in the middle of shark jaws. Mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. again, we yeah. know what's going to happen to him. He's yeah. going to get... He's going to get got by Palpatine. So True. Again, like, this is my interpretation. Don't know if it's, like, for real. Also, I have a crazy reach. I have a crazy reach ready for this. But also, he is the shark. He is the shark, Mm -hmm. and he is also... Well, sharks eat sharks. The prey. There are sharks that eat each other. So Interesting. uh, But I believe blue sharks are sharks that, when they... When they sharks birth. eat friggin' anything. They don't care. Nah, but blue sharks when they when they give birth, they like eat them in twenty minutes, so they gotta get out of there. Yikes! Okay, that's yeah, pretty bad. But uh, <laughs> but I was also gonna say with the chevron desk thing, because mm-hmm. um, I believe the chevron is pointing out, right? Not at him. No, it's pointing out. So it's kind of like towards this the is totally that, a reach towards this, someone who would come to see. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. This is totally a reach. But you know how he gets like beheaded. With, yeah. his light, with the lightsabers kind of crossed Yeah. Like that. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Bro. It makes that shape. Sure I do. got you, bruh. It sure do. Mm-hmm. So this is why I couldn't gloss over oh, this oh, throne room. There's and a where lot the jaw, of foreshadowing. Hold on, hold on. And where the... I'm going off. And where the jaw is, mm-hmm. is behind him, right? Yeah. So that's like where Palpatine sits in that scene. Mm, so like yeah. he's the shark and he's... He's the shark. Yeah. Interesting. But that's Dooku cool. thinks he's the shark. But he's yeah. not the shark. He's Weird the little fish that's about to get eaten. Indeed, it's so good. Mm. The uh, subtext of that throne room is one reason I couldn't. It's skip pretty it. strong. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good throne room actually. Plus, those are really good episodes too. By the way, yeah, are like quality, like some of my favorites. Indeed. Okay, so just summing up, we have to answer our three questions: Is there a chair? Oh, there is indeed yes. a chair. <laughs> Does this throne room get blown up? No. So, not to my knowledge. Yeah, I don't think so. 
I, in fact, know. who's in charge of Sorrento now is what I want to know. Oh. What's going on in Sorrento? I don't know. It's kind of a dope planet, really. Yeah, I like it. It's cool. There's, and if you read that book, it's really like there's friggin' dragons and stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's really <laughs> cool. Um, and okay, Colin, rate that throne room. Ugh. Hard. <laughs> this is the worst part for him. <laughs> oh, I have to write it down. Oh, uh, I'd give it a seven. Okay, I'm gonna give it a seven point five. Mm, nice. Actually, uh, no, I'll give it a seven. Seven point seven five. Oh no, <laughs> it's you this time. Because honestly, once I really absorbed it and was like this is some amazing subtext like, going on here. yeah there's not really a lot of other subtext in clone wars like architecture oh, except when we get to the obviously I the big ones differ. but but with like this throne it's kind of unexpected that this throne would be so well, very unexpected yeah like i always liked it i always thought it was very pretty mm-hmm. and i loved the design of it we're fools in other words but once i really started like ruminating about it and thinking like what does this mean everything's purposeful why did they create this design right obviously the triangles are heavy for a reason you yeah. know heavily used for a reason but why this beautiful circular middle part you know what i mean yeah yeah so i think i i think i nailed that not sure yeah that's good someday if i meet you um russell g chong <laughs> i'm gonna come happening. at you with the shark jaw question just be ready for that I mean, I do like that, that 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 shape. Yeah, it's such a definitive shape that you know it's because it's yeah. A, yeah, like there's no there's no chance that that's not a shark jaw reference. You know. You don't think so? You no, think dude, I'm right? that that shape is not something you just like. Right. That's use. why I was like, "What is?" You remember? I mean, Colin witnessed some of me sitting there just staring at these visuals. Yeah. Like wringing my hands like what does it mean what does it mean <laughs> yeah. i was like uh jack skellington like what does it mean <laughs> wait what is it what is that song uh, I, uh wait is it what does it mean or no is it... no he's just like trying to figure out what oh, what's christmas this? What's means this? no it's not what's this it's the one where he's in his office yeah, and all I the little it. halloween town people are something's wrong with jack something's wrong with jack he hasn't come out yeah. of his house for like 100 days <laughs> yeah yeah that was me uh, trying true. to figure out what these throne rooms mean. True. Okay, so let's move on. We're going to talk about the Wren Stronghold Great Hall. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Long name. It's a long name, um, which was on Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, season three. Okay. Episodes 16 and 22. 16 whoa that's a weird gap well i mean because something happens in the story where you leave off there and then it comes back into the story at the i mean end i would ass- of okay. the season sure oh it's at the end of the season though well 16 is kind of towards the end but episode 22 i think is the season finale okay yeah anyway uh, in case you don't know, the Wrens are a family of Mandalorians, and Sabine Wren is one of the main characters on Rebels. And this is her family home, I guess you would call it. But it is, um, her mother is like a countess. I believe she calls her Countess Ursula Wren That's when she cool introduces name. her. Cool, cool. I know it is a cool name. Um, and I actually, 
have some development production information on this, believe it or not. Nice. Um, a couple of things. The the str- let's see the stronghold exterior, so the the outside of the house. The concept artist was Andre Kirk, and then there is a very conspicuous portrait in the throne throne room itself. It's Ursa, like she's got herself a, a portrait, of, portrait herself. of herself. <laughs> Big flex. Yes, and the concept art was by Amy Beth Christensen, and that name rings a bell. I think she worked. She she was one of the ended up being one of the higher ups on Resistance. Mm. I want to say. Like the show? I know that. Yeah, I know that. Nice. Rings a bell. Um, but anyway, let's, ta- let's talk a little bit just about that portrait since we're, um, I actually had a concept artist for it. That portrait. This is, this is about to get into nerd hour, boys. Well, not, <laughs> not a little bit nerd hours. Okay. That portrait is based on a real life piece of art by Gustav Klimt and the like technical name of it is Adele Blockbauer 1. But most people know it as The Lady in Gold. And I think there was even a movie that I recall seeing with Tatiana Maslany in it. Oh. Called, and I, oh, um, who else is in that? Oh, that older, that older lady actress that I love. What the, uh, Helen Mirren. I think she's in it too. Anyway, excuse me. There, it's there's a lot of history behind that portrait in real life. It has to do with the Nazis stealing it, and it, you know, them the family that had owned it ends up finding it again, and I believe they had to go through a lot of legal machinations to get it back. Mm. It's a, actually a really interesting story behind that portrait, the real Red. one. Okay. So art art thievery is the weirdest form of thievery. Yeah. Why do people go Nazis through that? Nazis really had oh, a hard on for stealing art. Yeah. It was weird. It is anyway, weird. <clears throat> I mean, they, excuse me. Everything, books, art. Yeah, music. I mean, yeah, I know, but they really, really, uh, I don't know. It, yeah, it's, I don't want to talk it's about an occ- it's an occult, man. It's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, the um, history, the the piece that it's based on um, is again by Gustav Klimt. And he is a super famous artist in the Art Nouveau movement. And um, do you think people are going to know what that is? Art Nouveau. <laughs> if you're following along with our throne room series, I think we've been using these words, and I don't know if we. No, no, no. I described what Art Nouveau was the last time, so I'm saying oh. if you were li- if you heard the prequel trilogy episode that we did, uh, we talked a lot about Art Nouveau with regards to uh, the Gungan high council uh room in the phantom menace right so art nouveau was a uh i guess a reaction to the industrial age and and they wanted to go back to more organic shapes and design and there's a lot of there's a lot of intersecting art movements we're gonna i'm gonna bring up today art nouveau is one of them Specifically, though, Gustav Klimt was a part of a movement called the Vienna Secessions Arts and Crafts Movement. Oh. So, bunch of bunch of guys, bunch of people in Vienna uh, were very... Um, Is that where he's from? Klimt? Yeah. Because uh, Klimt doesn't sound German to me. It. I don't know if he's actually... 
Sounds Hungarian. I don't to me. know if he's actually uh, Viennese or not, uh, but he, they were all living and working in Vienna at the time, and so okay. they were all like jiving with each other and right. him and the and this architect named Joseph Hoffman, which I'll get to in a minute. Okay, but um. Anyway, like I said, it was a response to the industrial age and the super, super, like, over-the-top, high Victorian era, which was just, like, super ostentatious. and Right. Um, they wanted to take it back the other way a bit and be more simplistic and be more hands-on and nothing mass-produced, you know, nothing... Um, you know, industrialized, I guess. They just wanted to savor simple, hand, hands-on design. So, speaking of that, the, the, the house itself, the Wren household, the, it's called the Cronist household, stronghold. Jeez. Cronist is the planet where they live, okay, by the way. Okay. This is all confusing. But, anyway. Are you sure it's not Cronist? They say it in the show. Okay. Like, I actually went, because I'm like, Cute crownest, but no, they say actually crownest. Crownest. Oh, they crownest? do. They don't say crownest. Oh, dude, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Oh, so I'm cultured. Yeah. Let's go. So anyway, <clears throat> the like I said before, the concept art for the exterior of this house was by Andre Kirk, and when you look at it, and you know, like anything about Frank Lloyd Wright, the architect, it is quite obviously inspired by Frank Lloyd Wright. Indeed. Who was another arts and crafts guy. But he was in America. Mm -hmm. And I actually found out that that his style, which we call prairie style, and that's going to come back later when yep. we talk about another Mandalorian throne room. <laughs> okay. That put a pin in the prairie I, movement. I will. I got it. Okay. Is the first American, like, big architectural movement it was mm. part of the arts and crafts but it's like the prairie style was frankly right and when you see it you know it it's just yeah um very interesting that they used that and also apparently it was inspired by the big rock campus of skywalker ranch that oh, used cool. to be where lucasfilm animation offices were prior to them moving to san francisco um was built in that same it wasn't Frank Lloyd Wright, obviously, but it was it was the same it was the same prairie style. Right. So I thought that was very okay. interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Actually, did I it's kinda of funny talking about Frank Lloyd Wright. Um at DePaul there was just this like contemporary uh not a festival, but kinda of like kinda of like a like a program that they were putting on mm -hmm. at the music school where they were um there, it was like a program inspired by works um, that were written and composed that were inspired by architecture, architectural designs, yeah. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And Frank Lloyd Wright was a big one, and we listened to a piece that was performed at DePaul that was like based on a Frank Lloyd Wright sketch. So it was like cool, to, and they did a presentation on it beforehand. So it was like they plastered, like they took lines in the sketch and they like translated that to lines in the music and they created oh like interesting a... yeah and by the way the inside of the DePaul School of Music building oh yeah dude is oh yeah a hundred million thousand percent prairie style oh yeah architecture on the inside oh yeah 
I mean, every a lot of buildings in Chicago are like a lot of yeah, the a lot well, of the performance centers are exactly like that. His, his except the cultural center. His but, original buildings are everywhere in the Midwest. There's one in Springfield. The I grew art up, museum. The art museum. I grew up a mile away from an yeah. original. Oh, oh yeah. Frank Lloyd Wright house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dana Thomas house. Cool. Shout out. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, he was. Yeah, he got around, mm-hmm. and he was he worked a lot in the Midwest because he liked prairie. Duh. He liked pra- he liked flat boxiness. That's right. That's I right. guess if you want to really like call it something. But the thing the thing was though with that with his uh, a lot of his buildings were he wanted it to work with the nature that surrounded it. Yeah. So. The Ren stronghold, same. Like it's, it's, it's beautiful actually. When you when you see that frozen frame of the house with the forest behind it and the lake, if you just saw that frame, just randomly, would you ever in a million years think Star Wars? I kind of don't no. think so. No. You would actually think, oh, that could be just like a house. It looks bougie in real in real life. <laughs> it yeah, that's it. Did take actually? Okay, I'm a, I'm a fess up. Uh. When you told me that you were, we were doing this, I didn't really quite have a vision because I don't think I've seen this storyline. It's only in two episodes, and it's not in it for very long. Like that's the, what I'm saying. The, I, I didn't see this storyline. Yeah. So when I saw it, it was like it kind of looked like something in real life. It really does. The building, yeah. If like had, there could be a building that exists that look exactly exactly that looks like exactly that. like that with the whole glass like cube yep. room and stuff like that. You wouldn't think twice if I had t- showed you that and said, "Oh hey, look at this cool nah. house that um my friend saw in, you know, up 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 in uh, Michigan or something." Right. It really does look real. I'm going to make a very obscure reference. Do you remember in Legion? <laughs> Do you remember in season 3, the multi-universe episode? Yes. And the rich David and where yes. he lives, that's the vibe I get from that building. Well, except that I wouldn't... You don't see the whole thing. It's but. very modern, though, but it's not like Frank Lloyd Wrighty. Like, the Frank Lloyd Wright how buildings have... It's a vibe. It is a total thing. You I guess know it is. when you see one of his pieces. I like guess you're you, right. You just know. It's modern, but it's also... Like, again, it works with its environment around it. It doesn't try to stand out like a sore thumb. Like, some modern architecture purposely tries right. to do that. But anyway. And he was part of the Art Nouveau. No, he was oh. arts and crafts. It oh, kind of oh, all works oh, together. Oh, oh, no. Okay. It's a little confusing. <laughs> okay. It kind of all works together. Arts and crafts is a huge umbrella. Okay. And under it, you can fit prairie... Art Nouveau. Oh, so Art Nouveau is a subgenre the, of art. This uh, Vienna Secession. I thought Art Nouveau was movement. the overbranching thing. No. Okay. I understand. It's like under the arts and crafts. That's cool. I didn't know umbrella, that. Umbrella. I think. The more you know. Please tell me if I'm wrong, because I am a big time armchair art history. Armchair. Buff. Like I don't have a degree and I don't oh. <laughs> read about it every day. I'm I mean, just we don't like, have a degree in film, but like we're doing this. We're doing this. Okay, but here's I'm gonna inject some editorial in this in, right now because in I, this, okay. I don't want to talk about it later because it'll get confusing. Okay. Um. So there's this, there's this palace 
it, I mean, it's it's a private home. They call it a palace because it's gorgeous and huge and amazing. Um, but it's called uh, it's in Bel it's in Brussels. So I'm gonna assume this is, should be pronounced French like. Oh. Stucklet. S T O C L E T. It's right. No, don't think I, I need my notes. I know. I'm just saying. It's called Stucklet Palace, and it's in Brussels. It's a weird name. And it was uh, commissioned by some very wealthy Belgian banker or something. Um, but the architect is Joseph Hoffman, and he was in this Viennese uh, or Vienna secession movement with Gustav Klimt. So oh. this beautiful place that basically I read, there was no budget. Dang. He didn't care. He was just like, you and your art buddies, go to town. See Do whatever this. you want. This is an artist's dream. <laughs> so the reason I'm bringing this up is because... Well, there was a, there there was a budget. A, there just was no limit. I guess. There was no limit to the <laughs> There was always a budget. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because there's a dining room in this, in this palace, quote-unquote palace, that Gustav Klimt was commissioned to do murals along the long sides of the walls in this dining room and then there's also like a portrait of some kind at the far end cool so i've seen by the way i've seen these i know these murals like when i saw them i was like oh i guess i didn't realize those were actually in a house because <laughs> they're fairly i mean klimt is pretty you see a klimt if you are an art fan you know immediately it's klimt. you keep seeing this you see Frank Lloyd Wright, you know it's Frank Lloyd Wright. You if see you're a Klimt, a, you know it's If you're a into well, this kind of stuff. Obviously, yeah, you would know. <laughs> if you don't know anything about art, you're not going to know. But I'm just saying. You could say that about every art form is kind of what I'm saying, though. Whatever. It, you know a Klimt when you see a Klimt. <laughs> okay. I don't. But so okay. the reason I'm bringing it up is because, like I said, this portrait of Ursa Wren is absolutely based on another Klimt painting called The Lady in Gold. So... In this dining room, in this palace, there is all this white marble that's streaked with uh, gray uh, veins all the way, all through it. Mm. And you see that in the in the throne room, in Ursa Wren's throne room. So now I'm wondering, I'm like, okay, did was that an inspiration also? Because there's a connection there with the Klimt pieces. It's all very, like I said, it's all in, under the arts and crafts umbrella anyway. Frankly, right, and all of this. Mm -hmm. So, I'm very interested to know if that was part of the inspiration for that throne room because you see a lot of that white marble with the gray veins going through it. You do in that one shot, the entrance shot. Yeah, definitely. And if you're really, really wanting to know, like, look up this Stokley Palace. It's un. Did you spell it? <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's S T O C L E T. Nice. Anyway, if you really want to get down in the weeds with me. And tell me if you think I'm crazy. <laughs> Someone's like, false. <laughs> You're whack. I already, I already have a list in my in my bag. Next time, next celebration, I come across any of these art art uh, concept artists at celebration. I'm gonna oh. have a list of questions. I'm gonna be like, oh, oh, hey there, Amy Beth Christensen. Um, by the way, was the Stockley Palace the inspiration oh, for this... Ursa Wren's throne room? I need to know. Actually. Actually, yeah, that's very valid. It's you valid. You could definitely do that, and we could get some good details and on what we and think and what Russell you've been Chong, same thing. Is that circular thing? 
yeah. supposed to be shark jaws because I can't imagine that it's not. Well, no, dude, because then they're just going to come out with your cla- the classic answer that all these people say, which is just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. not. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Like, dude, I hate that, man. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to be chasing concept artists down the hallways at Celebration. Yeah, that's, that's actually wild that we're probably going to see those people that we're maybe. talking about right here. Or maybe. hear their names. Huh? Or at least hear their names somewhere. Yeah, probably. That's awesome. Didn't think okay. about that. Okay. So moving on, just a little bit of in-universe lore um, that I guess I kind of wasn't totally aware of. Maybe I was, maybe I wasn't. But this planet, Cronest, I keep saying it weird because I want to say Cronest, but that sounds stupid. So it's Cronest. Yeah. um, Was a planet conquered by Mandalore at some time in the past. It wasn't like they're not native Mandalorians, in other words. They are a conquered people. But they have the like assimilated. The into culture the... has been assimilated. Yeah. Ah. Kind of interesting. Oh, put the put a check mark, put an asterisk for that when I get to my philosophy stuff. Oh, okay. That's some good stuff right there. Um, and again, this this um stronghold, how home? I guess it's home. It's office. It's everything. Okay. Is <laughs> like a Frank Lloyd Wright structure. It's assimilated into the surrounding nature like beautifully oh i see what you're talking here it's beautifully like it's all snowy and the house is white i I agree like i definitely agree marbly and glass and the gray glass and plus they're actually their armor too like everything Mm -hmm. goes together yeah that's so true it's kind of cool i didn't think about that um okay Um, um, um oh while we're talking about i guess mentioning frank lloyd wright again so the, there's these doors on the sides of the throne room them, itself that are like actual Frank Lloyd Wright drawers. Like they have the oh. wheat, the geometric wheat. You know what I'm talking about? Like Wheat? It's like a wheat design that he used a lot in windows, actually. Oh. But these are doors. And they I'll have to show you later. But Like wheat as in W-H-E-A-T? Yes. Oh. That was like a common common um design element in prairie architecture okay and it literally like the doors in the throne room have this friggin frankly right prairie wheat design on them. oh geez and i was like are they you aren't serious trying they yeah. aren't even trying somebody really loves frankly right yeah oh this person amy so i name? had i had written down uh, geometric wheat design but make it mando <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> and they did Nice. So, and then I also have written down, okay, now we're in the editorial part. I have written down to compare and contrast with the Grand Salon on Mandalore. We can't really do that because we haven't talked about the Grand Salon on Mandalore yet. Okay. But let, like I said, just put a pin in um, using an art portrait Right. Of your character. Put right. a pin in Frank Lloyd Wright design. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. And prairie style. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that in a little bit. You, you composed your notes here. This is a little composition we got here. I always compose my notes. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm an organized person. I see that. When I want to be. Okay. Is there a chair? Yes. Yeah. There's actually a really... It's Did an interesting... Did you even talk it's about more the like chair? like a bench. It is. Yeah. I like it. It's kind of like a bench. It's got a little cushion on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But true. it's a lot super. Of them don't have cushions. It's like wide. Yeah, it is. And then 
It's literally like so she can put her helmet down next to her. Is it? Does she put her helmet down? Yeah. Next to her? Yo. <laughs> that's cool, man. It's Mandalorian. You know, you, yeah, I'm a Mando. I got to have a place to put my helmet. Right. I mean, hey, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, does it get blown up? No. Let's hope not. It does not get blown up in that second episode. It doesn't get blown up. It's a stronghold. Yeah. It's a stronghold. It's not going to get blown up. I'm trying to remember. Does somebody get thrown through a window, maybe? Something like that. Or some windows <laughs> get. Some windows might get cracked. Maybe I'm thinking of the other Mando Palace. Oh, boy. Yeah, that one. I'm getting confused. That one gets trashed. I would be very upset if that got blown up. True. Because that is a beautiful. It is a really cool one. Beautiful. It's weird that I didn't know it existed until, like, today. Yeah. See? Maybe somebody should watch Rebels. <laughs> I've Okay. Don't say I've seen it because you no, haven't. No, I haven't seen it, but you I've didn't seen so remember much this. of it. I've seen so much of it. All right. Whatever. Well, you've barely seen it. You barely know her, but rate that throne room. Okay. She's <laughs> a casual acquaintance at best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say... Um, well, knowing all about the Frank Lloyd Wright stuff, it's kind of oh, cool. Oh, I forgot one thing. I didn't write down. Let me... Real quick. Okay. The dining room at the Stuckley Palace has this really long, very um, rectangular, sharp angled table, dining table, Mm -hmm. and similarly very um, rectangular dining chairs directly across from Ursa's dais and her um, throne is a dining table. Weird. Basically the same exact thing. Okay. So don't, uh, it's got to be, they must have, there must have been some synergy there. Okay. All right. I'm not going to confirm that. Well, of course you can't, but I'm just saying it's a little weird to me. Cool observation, yeah. That the marble matches, the table's basically the same, the chairs are similar. The doors. And, oh yeah, we did forget to mention that there is a Dias with a bunch of stairs Mm -hmm. because she's clearly into her, she is feeling herself. Yeah. With oh, yeah. this portrait of herself and everything. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind it. I'm nah, not mad. It's rad. I love the wrens. Anyway. Okay. You gotta say it. Rate that there, <laughs> Okay. Uh, <clears throat> when I give the last one a seven? <laughs> you always have to compare. Yes, a seven. And it was Kantuku's? Yep. Okay, 7.5. Ooh, you like this one better, huh? Yeah. Um... It's got an American, an American design, you know? Mm-hmm. America. Uh, I'm going to give it the same as Dooku's, but for different <gasps> reasons. Oh. Because I feel like there's, I guess there is some subtext going on in the fact that there's, it's, there's a lot of white. Yeah. There's a lot of glass. Mm-hmm. It's very structured mm-hmm. and harsh looking. Not harsh, but you know what I mean? Like It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Marble. Really hard, really cold. Yeah. Yeah. Which her family is to her. Yeah, and sure. actually that's kind of cool. That's cool that you yeah. put it that way because uh Sabine is like not that. No. Because she's the artist and mm-hmm. like creative and yeah. Childish. Oh, you know what else I I guess I it makes sense, but I never really thought about it. But reading up on this stuff, her her mother is the Wren, mm-hmm. not her dad. Her dad, who is also like artsy fartsy, mm-hmm. 
his family name was something else. Oh, so cool. when they got married, he actually took the name Wren because the Wrens were kind of the shiz. Like they cool. were the ones that were in league with uh, the Vislas and everything. So so female power is what you're getting at? Well, I mean, it, it's <laughs> kind, it was kind of like, you know, the Windsors, the mm-hmm. royal family in England. Like she's the one and he's just like right. marrying in, which is, right. I find, hmm, like, I guess I never really totally realized that. Well, there we go. Yeah, that's rad. Anyway. Yeah, 7.5, I think. is Okay, I think it's fair. Okay. Now we're about to get into <laughs> Those last two were the ones that I was thinking I was going to skim over. We're already an hour in. <laughs> Those last two were the ones I thought I was going to be like, oh, I'll just mention them as honorable mentions. No. All right. I'm going to give a synopsis on my opinion every paragraph you have in your notes. I'm limiting myself till the end. Okay. Everything. You don't get to talk. I'm Sweet. not going to talk. Okay. So first, we're going to tackle the Mortis trilogy. Oh, I want to say one thing. <laughs> get hyped. Yeah, get hyped. Um, you know what? I'm dumb. I didn't even actually write down the um, episode numbers. It's season three. Oh. <laughs> uh, episode one is called Overlords. Episode two is called uh, Altar of Mortis. And I don't even think episode three applies, actually, because I don't think we have any more throne room. And if we do, it's negligible. Hmm. But anyways, uh, so over if you want to look at what I'm talking about, it's uh, Overlords and Altar of Mortis. Okay, we have a concept artist for. Well, first of all, we're going to talk about the Father's Monastery, Large Hall. That's apparently what it was called in the concept art, so I guess that's what I'm going to call it. I don't get to call it a throne room. (laughs) Boo. But it is. Yeah, it is. The concept artist is Tara Ruping. Oh. (laughs) Applause. Snaps, snaps. We do snaps Oh, snaps. Yeah. Whatever. Bow down. Yeah, respect. Respect. Oh, my God. I love this. Yeah. I love it so much. I, this, I think this was, this and Snoke's were the original impetus of this entire series. I was like, this one, I want to talk about the monastery and I want to talk about Snoke's. Those were the big two that I was just hyped to talk about. I didn't know that. So really, I don't have any other information. There's nothing. Really? All there is. It's a big one. No, de- no development, no production information other than one single picture on StarWars.com that shows the design elements and names Tara Ruping as the concept artist. That's Ooh, it. Ooh, mysterious. The rest of this, I am pulling from thin air. <laughs> and complete, complete and utter speculation. That's fine. Okay, so let's just, like, talk about the facts. The facts are, in this monastery, first of all, they call it a monastery. Yeah, it's cool. Instead of a, I don't know, castle. Yeah. Because a lot of times they call things castles. It's true. Or palaces. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. But this, like, literally, Anakin just pulls that out of his butt. He just immediately calls it a monastery. How he knows this, I don't know. <laughs> but in, in the monastery, it is super duper highly elevated up on the side of a mountain, or on a mountaintop, basically. Yeah, it's on a mountaintop, yeah. So you have to get in, first of all, you have to get up there. 
You can never get up there. This is like the highest deus we've had. <laughs> this is the, the deuses don't get any higher, I guess, unless you count the one in space on the Death Star, but uh, it doesn't well, get yeah. like to get up to this place, you just gotta be like really determined in the first place. <laughs> yeah. So there's a landing. Can I oh can I say one thing that I don't know if you're gonna reference? What? I get huge Olympus vibes from this one. Oh. Because of just like the spiral up the that's a very commonly used Greek image that's, like, used to represent what I am ashamed is. that this never occurred to me not one time. Mm. Well. <laughs> I'm ashamed. You don't do any research. You don't. I don't need to do any research. Oh, you shush. I don't need to do that. You know why, though? I bet because I'm just, like, so... I'm, I'm so I so equate it with, like, Eastern religion... That I it never right. even occurred to me to think about it well, too much. I'm sure. Okay, do Greek, you have something to speak on that in the Greek lens? What? How this relates to Eastern? Eastern. That's basically all I have to talk about. Yeah, it's a lot of Eastern stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. It just that's like a you know that's a commonly used thing. Heck yeah. Trope. Yeah. Yep. You're right. Yep. It's way high up in the mountains, almost in the clouds, and there's that like jewel thing mm-hmm. at the very top. Yeah. Interesting. Anyways. And I believe every time we see it, there's, like, lightning going on up there. Uh, I don't have a lightning. Mm. There's definitely lightning that happens. I just can't remember, like, when exactly and where. Okay. Well, anyway, continue. I said I wouldn't talk. I already broke my rule. (laughs) No, when you have something like that, you need to say. I will. Because, again, I'm looking at so much of this through an Eastern lens and that the Greek lens didn't even occur to me. For sure. Um, and especially not even structurally. To be fair, I often do think from the Eastern lens with Star Wars, but for some reason that one, every time I see it, it's just like definitely Greek. Like, Well, there's a friggin' Colosseum on the back of it. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. that's another thing. Like, obviously it is. Mm-hmm. I'm stupid, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, not stupid. I don't think there's like actual sta- seats in the stands like there is on um, Exegol. Like he didn't build... <laughs> He didn't build seats for people to watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> like someone else I can mention. Anyway, so oh. there's this big um, landing and there's this very tall staircase that you see Anakin run up to get into the um, the monastery. And interestingly, where is it? It's in that. I don't remember where I wrote it. Um... Oh, maybe I didn't write it. Never mind. Okay, so you go you go up the staircase and there is a very large doorway. And up the sides of the doorway is this illuminated like script. Mhm. Or maybe it's decoration. Maybe it's a decorative script. Don't know. Don't know where it came from. No I'm idea. I'm not sure that we've ever seen it again in Star Wars. It, I mean, Dang. I might be wrong. Maybe. Actually, that's not true. I think there are bits and pieces of it in the world between worlds or something similar to it. But anyway, that is very interesting to me. Um, when you go into the monastery, there's this long, like, nave, almost like cathedral-esque feel mm-hmm. to it. Oh, yeah, dude. The dimensions of this thing is just so <laughs> cathedral. I, I hope you have notes on that. Well, it's it is very cathedral esque. Yeah, like it's 
soaring. You don't even see the ceiling ever. I don't even know mm-hmm. what shape it is. I, I assume it's kind of almost triangular shaped at the top right. because that's what the the building itself looks like. But mm-hmm. it's almost like floating. Like you can you can see these. Um, like a bridge almost. It's like these, a bridge with these supports, mm-hmm. and you can when he's walking down this nave or aisle or whatever walkway, you can see that it's like an abyss below. That's cool. It's so freaking cool. <laughs> the whole thing. So yeah. as you're walking down the nave, there are those also huge Tron vibes. <laughs> a little bit of Tron, yeah. <laughs> it's a Tron-y for sure. <laughs> yeah. The color. Yeah, it's blue neon. Right, that but color that's also like forcey color. Oh yeah, force and black. Ghost. Yeah, like force ghost color and darkness, basically. Yeah, married. True. In this hall. True. So, do you want to talk about the little portal, quote unquote, portals that line that walkway? Because, I mean, guess what? There's eight of them. Oh yeah. <laughs> do I want to talk about them? I'm just saying, Well, let's talk about them. Oh, yeah. Because when I first saw... I mean, I told you what I think they are. Kind of. You did? Yeah. They look like the... Uh, they look like angels. Oh, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say. I guess I haven't told them that. Before <laughs> but... the World Between Worlds, they do look like angels. Yeah, also, we need to consider that this came out before we knew the World oh, Between way, Worlds existed. Oh, way, way, way before. So... I think we should look at this without Years. talking about the world between worlds. Well, I'll just mention a few things about the world between worlds because they're clearly connecting the two things. Sure. Okay. I mean, I don't see how you talk about it now without mentioning that. Like, again, yeah. now we recognize those big circles as portals I in guess the we world do. between worlds. I suppose. But when we first saw them, they looked like angels. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. True. But also, can I, quick question. Does Palpatine know about this? Mortis? Mortis. I mean, he... I would think he probably knows of it. Yes. Okay, but you he don't know. He probably knows a lot. You don't know? I don't know for sure, no. Okay, I was just wondering if you knew. Continue. And he knows about the world between worlds, obviously. Right. So, I, it would stand to reason he's heard of the Mortis gods. Right, okay. Oh, plus didn't that... Um, that art, that art history guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew the, they were called the Mortis Gods or the Overlords or whatever he knew. That's true. He knew true. something That's about true. them. That's true. You're right. Yeah. Pops must know something. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, so we used to think they were angels. Now we know it's a connection to the world between worlds, whether it's like an actual connection or just a, you know, wink, wink, not nudge, nudge. Right. Not sure. But they have... They're solid things, though, in the monastery. Like, you can see a couple of times at a, at a certain angle that the, um, you know, that design of the son and the daughter, it's like a, it's like a sun design overlaid with, um, like, S-U-N sun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you know no. that design? It's, yeah. It, those are in the circles. Yeah. They so are. I don't think they're actual part portals in this case. I think they're just a there to look cool i suppose you're talking about no, you're not talking about the ones lining the no board. i am oh well i mean still then the angel thing is interesting they look like angels dog they do like they you do. can't you cannot tell me they're not they look like them 
They do. I'm not going to say that they don't. And would they that do. not make sense? It would absolutely make kind sense. Kind of. I mean, if it's heaven. But considering heaven, who says it's heaven? Well, Olympus, heaven, whatever you want to call oh, the higher realm. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So again, this blue glowiness is a definite nod to forciness. Mm-hmm. Force ghosts are that color, etc. So, um, another thing I noticed, once you get up close to any of these uh, rock surfaces, like on the floor, the dais, his, th- like the back of where he kneels, they have these cracks that are, they don't really look like natural cracks. They look like, they look like the pathways in the world between worlds almost. Which is kind of interesting. And then, um, so let's talk about his, the Deus and his actual, like, we're not going to call it a throne. Stop taking my picture. <laughs> sorry. I was going to post that we're, we're recording. No, I'm, I'm not photo worthy right All now. All right, fine. Fine. <laughs> anyway. You're not in the frame. Okay. Go on. There is, when you first see the setup on this throne, on this dais, towards the other end from where the doorway is. They do this, like, rushed close-up of it. Like, you're running towards it. Yeah, yeah, it does. And as it does that... A quick track. It, as it does that, it you can see, like, Vader's helmet, basically. Oh, yeah, good luck explaining this. <laughs> it's very... I can't explain it. It's, it's created... It is a... It's a One trick of, these, of light and shadow that they use. It's a trick use. of light and shadow and negative space. The yes. negative space looks like Vader's helmet, which is kind of genius. It's <laughs> really, really super cool. And I super I probably cool. watched it a few times before I realized that's what they were doing. Oh, yeah. And I think that's what got me hooked on this trilogy. I when was I was like, a kid, I definitely did not notice that that's what's going on. Oh, my but, God. There's so much going on in But that's the brilliance of it, I think. But that trick is created by, um, there's there's a few steps up to the dais. Mm-hmm. There is no chair. Mm-hmm. He's actually kneeling in meditation when yes. that's what he does. He doesn't sit in a chair. He kneels and meditates that's in the center do, of this dais, like where the chair would be. Yeah. And then behind him is this triangular slab of rock. Mm-hmm. That's made up of several other triangles. Mm-hmm. So that kind of forms that triangular shape forms the um, the respirator yeah. of Vader's mask. Yep. Then above his head hanging are these two gongs. <clears throat> Excuse me. One is the sun's insignia on it. One has the daughter's. Yeah. So those are the eyes, like the eye sockets mm-hmm. of the mask. To his left and to his right are these massive statues of the sons and daughters, like, winged yeah. personas. Mm-hmm. That kind of creates, like, the outline of, you know, that bell shape of his helmet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I see. It's very noticeable. It's very it's noticeable. So there, dude. Only from certain camera angles do you really see it pop out at you. I guess. Other times, it's just like, okay. But that is in itself cool. 
because oh, yeah. super cool. it would be annoying if like if it would be too obvious kind of like you know if it if it was clearly to to resemble his his mask his helmet if it was too obvious it would be too obvious if it was too obvious i wouldn't <laughs> like it right what i'm saying I love how not obvious it is. So it's very cool that when he first, Anakin first walks in there, you get that rushed tracking shot. Yeah. And through which you, it phases from the helmet to just like, to the, to the father. Like, okay, now we're meeting this new character. Mm -hmm. But the first thing he sees when he walks in there is his future self. Yeah, boys. It's the coolest thing ever. What, 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 uh, what is that's that's young that's bi- that's big young vibes right yeah oh yeah okay cool heck yeah cool totally <laughs> oh excuse oh me. you okay yeah no, no, no. <laughs> i reached like the end of my breathing um head. okay so opposite of where the ds is like the doorway through which anakin comes there is this really beautiful very tall um glass window and it's all blue and then the metal work that runs through it again it's like this cracked pattern you could look at it as either cracks or you like later on like i said like you were saying once we see the world between worlds it reminds oh. me of the pathways yeah in the yeah. world between worlds so it's kind of like say that. yeah is it cracks or is it world between worlds pathways right one's kind of got a negative connotation one's kind of got a positive connotation mm. i don't know and then above that there's this beautiful rose like a quote-unquote rose window mm-hmm. that has um the sons and the daughters symbols symbols i guess you would call them i like how their symbols are combined yeah they always overlap that's cool it is cool because oh and i think that same thing is above the ds too there's a big rose window. There is. Yeah, there Above is. Above all of that other stuff I already described that kind of makes up the, the Vader helmet. Honestly, now that I think about it, it does really look like a church. It's extremely cathedral-esque. Because it ha- but like a church, though. Yeah. I guess maybe cathedral is the same thing. I guess it doesn't have the technically the parts of a church, but you know what it does have? It yeah, has it that um, cross Yeah, that's cathedral. Shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a walkway that goes to the right and a walkway that goes to the left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's definitely um, like a cathedral design. Because Anakin goes through its triangular doorway again, mm-hmm. which we saw that in um, Dooku's place. Indeed. Uh, it's very Sithy. It is. I shouldn't say Sithy. Well, I guess it is Sithy. It is. Dark side, too. It's. I guess. Nah, you shouldn't say Sithy. I should say Dark side. But yeah, I would say so. Uh, yeah, that's where he goes to go sleep on that really comfortable looking rock slab bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where he has the vision of Shmi. But it is in that sense too a monastery because you sleep there and stay there and, you know. I guess. I just found it very interesting that right, just right off the bat, I'm not going to that building over there. I'm going to that monastery over there. Like, who told you it was a monastery? <laughs> well, he's, didn't he say he felt like called to it or something? Something like that. I I don't remember, Mm. actually. Well, yeah, it definitely... Actually, again, calling back what I was saying about how DePaul was doing this program with architecture and music, Mm -hmm. and new music specifically. Yes. Um, One of the the panelists at this one panel that I had to 
go to or and didn't I, I had to go to it but i found it really interesting uh there was a panelist who got up there who had like a bunch who pulled up a bunch of diagrams of the of the blueprints for old cathedrals mm-hmm. that they've that they have found over like centuries and that design of like the walkway with the cross and then the front part mm-hmm. that is like every cathedral oh yeah that was like the law yeah, if man. you were building, and a it was church, Fibonacci too. Like it was located. The fi- it's so wild, dude. That that stuff is. If you were building a church, you had to follow that path. Like you yeah. were tough going to hell mm-hmm. if you built a church and you didn't follow. Like Rome was like, this is the way, <laughs> and you do yeah. not stray from it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there. They, I feel like it's mostly, and we haven't even talked about the Buddhist references yet, but there's a ridiculous amount of buddhist references going on mm-hmm. but then like the the shape of like the general overall shape is cathedral-esque yeah those little eight but there's eight there's eight little angels yeah oh yeah it's shout out eightfold path yeah 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 okay did we talk about that within the pod within this series or did we talk about that, that? what yeah well no that was bendu we talked about that when we were talking about the bendu jeez oh, but it comes so up like ago. all the time because oh, everything yeah. in star wars has eight yeah it's everywhere I mean, pictorially, like, represent, you know, physical representation, there seems to be a lot of eight. Totally, yeah. Um, oh, I didn't even talk about the cool little deus itself. So, this is really interesting. So, the deus is kind of shaped like, it's almost shaped like a baseball base. Like one of the bases. Like a pentagon? But it's not a pentagon. Oh, I don't think it's a pentagon. You can't actually see the back of it to see how many angles are back there. It's a pentagon. There's a flat end on that. Mm, mm, I don't think so. Really? I'd have to look, but it's it's not a true it's not a true it's not pentagon. A, it's not a, it's not a uh, what's the term symmetrical pentagon? Or no, it's not a oh what are those called? Uh, congruent. congruent. It's like two four. Six. It's like a square, but except one side, the front side is, t- is a triangle, isn't it's it? Not Am I no, it? It's not oh. pointing. No, it's not pointing. There's okay, another remember- side. Okay, I'm making that up. But it, I'm saying that. it's a little bit like a base. It's not exactly like a base. Okay. But around it, which is very cool, is a little um, thing of sand. And it's raked sand. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So... That's, I mean, uh, wait, Zen garden. Yeah. It's yeah. Zen Buddhism. So yeah. that was cute. And then there's also rocks. Mm-hmm. Like you can see there's two big kind of bigger triangular shaped ones that you can see really well on either side of where he's meditating. But then there's some like little ones too. So it, the, he literally has a Zen Buddhist garden surrounding him as he meditates. Yeah, actually cute. it's really, can we just speak on this? I think this throne room is exceptionally cool because it is literally, it like, it is balance. This throne room is the pinnacle of balance in architecture in Star Wars. This, this room, like above all other ones, because like you have the, I don't know. And I'm talking also on like a metaphorical level too, Mm -hmm. because you're talking about Eastern and Western and how like they're matched. Like they're they're married. True. In this throne room, that's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing, dog. It's a beautiful thing. It's, it's really cool. very cool. Yeah. And there's, as we've already said, there's multiple multiple representations of the sons and daughters symbols that overlap or 
um, again, like those two gongs, one has his symbol on it, one has her symbol on it. And then there's the big yeah. griffin and the big gargoyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everything is balanced. And the way they hang to those gongs, like the brace that holds them kind mm-hmm. of. Oh, yeah. I didn't even talk about that. I forgot is, about that. Is very much like the balancing scale. It looks like one of those old-fashioned balancing scales. Oh, it scales. totally does. Balance is everywhere, dog, in this throne room, I'm telling You're you. You're totally right that it does look like a scale. And he sits in the middle of them, so he's like justice. And that's also part of the big Vader mask, too. I forgot about that part. Yeah, That yeah, vertical yeah. part, and then, like you're saying... It looks like a goalpost, kind of. It also... Like an inverted goalpost. It, what it looks like to me, if you just look at it, it looks like a sword um, grip. You know? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it does. Like, like Kylo's saber hilt. Like sword and stone? <laughs> no, like the... Yeah, yeah, you're What right. you yeah. hold, and then the cross guard. You yeah. know what I mean? I know what you mean. Okay. That's cool. Would oh, you forget? yeah. And I forgot to mention, up the middle of that little vertical piece of the part we're talking about, mm-hmm. oh, there's another piece of illuminated script that, interestingly... Um, it's lit up at sometimes, and sometimes it's not. Ah, okay. Which is kind of weird. That's a little weird. Um, yeah, it's really it's lit up when Anakin is there, and then later on, I feel like when maybe the sun is there talking to him, when they're kind of fighting, mm-hmm. it's not lit up anymore. Right. So weird, and that illuminated script is everywhere. By the way, it's like all around the dais. It's all up and down the hall, like the nave part yeah it's everywhere mm-hmm. and it's all blue and glowy too right there's also that scene where the daughter is there mm-hmm. kneeling at yeah. like where the her statue is yeah which is cool and then yeah. the son walks in i think that scene's cool too because i don't know if were you going to talk about that scene well what's so weird about that scene is when she's kneeling she's literally like yeah in prayer mm-hmm. like her hands are folded mm-hmm like Western yeah. Christian true prayer mode, whereas when he's meditating, he's meditating, which is again weird. Yeah, like that's weird. Interesting. Right? You never see that in the. It's a mix. It's in a, a church mix. or in a um, a monastery of that kind. Like one religion sticks to the way you pray. You know, right? Like that's that's interesting to me. Uh, so just sticking to that. Now we've brought up Buddhism. I have a whole list here of buddhism references in the room okay balance itself balance of the light and the dark like the actual light and the actual dark in the room it's all either yeah, lit up oh. blue or it's oh, yeah. dark that's dark <laughs> yeah <laughs> when you say it like that when anakin first enters mm-hmm. in the score there oh it, the, it sounds very much like monk-like oh, chanting yeah. got the ohms in this in this in the score and father is clearly meditating so it's so fascinating what Ohm is. I know it is. Dude, that's literally crazy. When I, I I think I don't remember where I learned what it was. It might have been the uh, Joseph Campbell special thing. Oh, I bet it was. But when it used to be on Netflix rip and they took it away. True. But anyway, it, it was mad. It's fascinating. Um, so again, the raked sand and the rocks and the deist are are definite references to uh, Zen Buddhism. Mm. Uh gongs. Yeah. They use gongs are they gongs? I mean, they look like gongs. They're Uh, shaped like gongs. Okay. Um, Kneeling in meditation rather than having an actual throne. Right. And so I started trying to figure out what 
maybe inspired this script that okay. I keep talking about. Ah. So I started looking through like different examples of Buddhist scripture, like old, old, old. Oh, geez, you really did your research here. The script definitely related to super old, like Buddhist script. What? Sanskrit. Oh. Tibetan. Okay. Script. Yeah. And Saddam. We all know Sanskrit. S-I-D-D-H-A-M. Yeah. Those three, by the way, gorgeous. Oh, yeah, dude. Why why don't our letters look that good? The calligraphy over there, man, is like... Yeah, it's gorgeous. crazy, man. But it's very, very stylistically similar to... um, Lots of curly... Lots of that Curves, Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't think there's any way we can deny that there is a huge <laughs> there's a whole lot of buddhism going on in that oh yeah, sorry about that anyway okay sorry about what i i grabbed my wire and it made a noise oh okay. uh <laughs> anyway so let there's their chair no chair are we there there are are we there already we're there already okay uh no chair no chair he doesn't need one he's the father nope blown up uh no I mean... Oh. Question mark? Nah. Unknown. It's not, nah. Nah, 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 nah. Unknown. It's not. It's not, it's not dude. Come on. I don't know. The diamond at the top shatters, so... And then you get that big white light as they're leaving. Hard to say. It's hard to say. Fine. Undecided. Undecided. The limit does not exist. Uh, Unknown. Colin, rate that throne room. Mm, solid nine. Yeah. You're giving me a nine. Um, I'm going to be controversial. Actually, no, I gave it an 8.5. That's my final answer. <laughs> I'm going to be controversial. Mm. Tenzies. <gasps> no. Impossible. You know why I won't give it a nine? Because there's no cool music. Well, that's... I beg to differ. Uh, yeah. The music makes Mortis sense. music is good. The music makes sense, but I'm looking for music that goes above and beyond. And the music in Clone Wars, the television series before season seven, right? Mm-hmm. Give or take. I'm giving it a 10, and this may be unfair, but I'm giving it a 10 also because of its uh, connection to the world between worlds later. For sure. Well, I, I would give it a 10 just because it's cool. <laughs> you know? I mean, that too. But like if I that said, the, plays it's in. It's the perfect marriage of everything we talk about in Star Wars. Like, the yes. It is. It is Star Wars. Yeah. I'll just keep saying that. Well, then why'd you give it an 8.5? That's lame. Because, <laughs> listen, I need everything to be good for some room to get 10. Everything needs to be perfect and, and harmonize with I think me. it is perfect. Oh. I'll never give it 10. Okay. Okay. So let's like run across the planet over to the sun's place. How could you give it a 10? I'm giving it a 10. You can't make me not give it a 10. I told you it was going to be controversial. Why? (laughs) Dude, do you know what this means? That means you give it a perfect, that there is not a single thing. There's not a single thing. There's not a single thing. You couldn't just give it a 9.75. No. Dude. It's perfect. See, that frustrates me, dog. 
It's that frustrates me. Perfect. Okay, whatever. It is Star Wars. Okay. It is. And again, it's so iconically Star Wars that they bring it back later. True. Connect it to Rebels. It's perfect. You All can't. Right. You can't. You're All not right. the boss of me, All and right. you can't tell me. Oh, you can. You can't tell me what. You can't tell me what I can't do. You can't tell me what I can't do. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that no? That's Don't tell say. me what I can't yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> this is why I, uh, Damon Lindelof is a genius, and I'm not. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so the sun's throne room, uh, we call a cathedral. Oh, really? Yeah. What? So we literally have a monastery and a cathedral. So, there you go. Dude, I nailed it right on the head yep, when I said did. that. <laughs> and I didn't even, like... I Star for- Wars, Lucasfilm, please hire me, Yeah, please. I forgot until you... I just read it. Oh, yeah. They call it Cathedral. Boom. Um. So, interestingly, I didn't know this for sure. I thought this was just, like, something out of my own mind. But they actually confirmed that uh, this is the only production information I have. Okay. That the design... Pays homage to the Black Tower of. I can't even read it. Orthanc? Is that right? That doesn't look great. What right. is that? It's in the Lord of the Rings. Oh, dude! Didn't I say this in I the said... Two Towers? <gasps> Bruh. Because of because of Christopher Lee. <sighs> so that's cute that they made it look like. I said that. Did you? Didn't I? Yes. Well, I think we had talked about it, but I didn't. I thought that was just like. Oh yeah, that kind of looks like. Oh, I want. Yeah, I wonder if that's that. They did that on purpose. They did apparently. Shit, I'm with my gut, bro. I didn't know that it was on purpose for sure. I swear you said I was wrong though. <sighs> I did not. Why do I think you did? Ladies and gentlemen. No, 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 no. We don't need to do this. We don't need to do this. You don't need to do this. We don't need to do this. My son. Nah, dude. Thinks I'm the biggest. <laughs> hit. Like I hate him, and everything he does is trash. Like any chance he gets, he'll be like, "You told me I was bad." Like no, I didn't. <laughs> It keeps me humble. So mean. Anyway, uh, yeah, is officially Dave Filoni. Yes, confirms. Yeah, that was in tribute to Christopher Lee. Oh, by the way, quick question. I, I meant to ask you this when we were talking about Frank Lloyd Wright. What would you call the the architecture style of our house? Suburban white people. Oh, <laughs> just oh, like our basement. Super though. boring. It was just our basement. What our basement? No. We have no style. It's okay. bad. Okay. Because you know why? Because style costs a lot of money. True. Architectural details oh, yeah. cost a lot of money. So. That's true. And plus, we didn't build this house. It was just, we bought it mm. from someone. You know, we should have brought uh, Jackson's dad in on this podcast. He's an architect. Oh, neat. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Uh, okay. Well, in-universe... The cathedral was created by the sun as his personal fortress and residence. <laughs> I don't know where all these details come from, actually, by the way. I should have referenced... Oh, from Nexus of Power, a Star Wars role-playing game from 2016. Who oh, wow. Okay. Um, made of light-absorbing black rock, the base of the tower was circular and resembled the rib cage of a giant beast. Yeah. The summit of the tower was crowned by a glowing green orb while inside... Cells and oubliettes were at were located at the end of maze-like hallways. So, being that he is the personification of the dark side, 
Uh, yeah, it's dark in there. Pretty perfect. It's dark in there. (laughs) Uh, all right. So we're going straight to the pulling stuff out of the air editorial section because I don't have any other information officially. Uh, obviously, like, there is a big emphasis on the stained glass window also. That is, (laughs) if there's two things I know, Star Wars loves a throne room. And Star Wars throne rooms love glass. Oh. And they love stained glass. Because they got to look over their people. They love stained glass windows too, though. Like, mm-hmm. there's always some kind of crazy window. Okay. And um, that's really fun, I'm sure, if you're a concept artist to like conceive of what your big window is going to be. Yeah, about. but that's fun. Because then you don't have to go through the. Like, for the people who actually have to design real stained glass windows. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it actually Being falling bad. apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, that's what I would be, dude. That is my. That would be my biggest fear, if I was an architect. The windows were gonna was if it would look fall bad. Apart. Oh, it looked bad. <laughs> like when it's finished and it's done. It's it's done and you look at it for the first time from the outside and you're like, uh oh, this looks terrible. <sighs> like, dude, because that stuff costs hundreds of thousands of dollars sometimes, millions well, of dollars sometimes. So it's like. Like, if I write a bad piece, I can literally just go back to the drawing board and maybe true. lose a few hundred dollars, thousand dollars maybe, which sucks. But, I mean, at least you can save that. You can't just tear down a bad piece of art. You don't like a drawing? You throw it away. Start over. Yeah. That's true. Oh, dude. I'd be so sad. Same thing with photography. Like yeah, you, go, once you put through all that work, but when it's done, it's done. It's over, kind time. of. Yeah. Like, the picture already exists, so it's like, oh, well, I'm screwed. Anyway, sorry. Um, nope, that's okay. So, in contrast to the monastery window, which is all shades of blue, oh, we have a big window, red, orange, and yellow. Yeah, dude. So, light side, dark side. We got the Roy side of Roy G. Biv. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just Roy. checked in my head. Wait a minute. Roy side. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, so, there's your actually contrast <gasps> again. What? About to go off. On what? You Bruh. said no tangents, though. Dude. I'm supposed to not let you go on a tangent. No! <laughs> okay, fine, I won't. But I will say this. The entire color spectrum is provided in the literal colors of the sister and this is, this son. This is, oh, yeah. Or the daughter and son. And father, probably, combined. Because well, you got blue. Uh, would that work? She's not blue. She's know. like no, no, no. She's green. got like she got like blue. She got green. She got yeah, that's white. That's true. I guess she does have a little blue. She's got uh, sorry. Yeah. Well, I, okay. Yeah. In combination with the father, I think they rep- they have literally the whole color spectrum in them, which is dope. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah. Um, At least, definitely, their throne rooms do. The father and the sons but well, i, I don't like... know that's kind of a stretch actually never mind <laughs> I, I, well, I do think that the colors of the the daughter and son though are very like spectral when they put when they, like them both standing side by side you can see like colors i guess or at least colors on the opposite side of the spectrum well yeah one is light and one is dark sure i guess dark and red but there's green and then and there's yellow. Green and yellow. And, and orange and red and blue. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to think about that. I'll have okay. to look. I can't picture 
father's costume in my mind's eye for some reason. It's yeah, the colors well. are not. I'm not remembering what colors he's wearing. Anyway, I don't want to go on. We can continue with okay, whatever so you're saying. His big window is made of red and orange and yellow. Um, otherwise, and there's some other red lights and things around the outside of the throne room, like outside in that little courtyard. But um, we got to talk about the window. Like, what's on the window? Yeah, you you might want to take this away, because honestly, I couldn't tell you. No, the <laughs> other night, when I oh. was staring. Oh, you're talking about the one on his... Yes, okay, the okay, one okay. in the Sun's Cathedral. Yeah. From the outside. It looks completely different from the outside and the inside. Which is interesting in and of itself. Right. But from the outside, that throne room window is super colorful... Right. And I've always looked at it and been like, what is that supposed to be? Like, what is that representing? Because they just don't throw stuff up there that looks cute. Like, it has to have, there's, and plus, this is mortis. It's got to mean something. Right. And that one little eye has always bothered me. Like, that little thing that looks like an eye. Right. Yeah. it has always bothered me. Bothered me. me You've genuinely been upset Genuinely, about like, this. what am I supposed to be looking at here? <laughs> what does it mean? What does it mean, exactly? <laughs> Jack Skellington again. Yeah. So, finally, it dawned on me from the outside. That lower part. And another thing is they don't ever give you a really good, hard, long look at it. That's it's, true. There's, It's edited. And then, like, sometimes you can see the bottom part and you can't see the top or sometimes you can see the whole thing but not up close it's like ugh, so frustrating i I had to keep trying to pause it and pause it pause it jeez but finally it dawned on me it's the whole thing is like insects right yeah yeah, so from the from the outside the bottom part kind of looks like um an ant it's got it's well it's it's an in, you know how insects you learn in like third grade there's a head and there's a thor- thorax and then there's an abdomen mm-hmm. it has those three sections it do indeed it has six <clears throat> little curly cues which i would assume to be legs and then it has another set of curly cues up towards its head which i would assume to be a little antenna then when you pull back and look at the whole outside window from the outside the whole thing looks like a big insect. True. When you look at it from the inside in the actual throne room, it looks like an insect with its wings out. Right. Oh, yeah. And also, like, okay, so that from the inside, right behind the dais, it looks like a big thing, a big insect with its wings. And then on the opposite end of that throne room, there's another kind of glass window design on the wall that also looks like a fly basically with its wings so the whole and the whole thing looks very organic you see these things that are kind of they look larval almost it looks nesty like it's very nest like like it's a cocoon maybe Mm. even oh yeah 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 so Oh my god, when I finally realized, like, that's what this is about. It's about insects, 
Metamorphosis. Parasite. Para- I Parasite. thought that. The first time I saw it and we were t- thinking on this, I was like, well, I had that idea that part of the back wall looked like a phage. Oh, yeah. You were like, that looks like a phage. I'm like, I guess it does. <laughs> well. But like infection. Yeah. Yeah. Should I talk Parasite. about what a phage is? I have an excuse to talk about science for a second. I guess. Well, I don't know if they would know. It's a vi- It's a part of a virus. No, it's isn't it? It is a. It is a. It is a single. Usually, it's a single-celled organism that carries. Um. It's not part of a virus. I thought it was. Well, no, because the virus is the, the virus itself is what is caused because of a phage injecting your DNA with this mutation mm-hmm. so so essentially a phage is just a carrier that can like latch onto your cells oh, okay. and inject from its bottom uh dna its own dna essentially mm-hmm. uh and to to like mutate your dna which then involve then gives you virus that's that's kind of how it works um or obviously because like coronavirus is an example coronavirus is just like a floating virus that are actually cells that just like latch onto yours through the means of like proteins and stuff like that. But anyway, phage, a phage looks like basically a cylinder with legs on the bottom. That's basically what it looks like. And the, on the back wall, there's a, there, there is something. And I said this and you were like, nah, 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 nah. No, it's not the back wall. You thought the little eye, what I thought looked like an eye looked like a phage. No, I mean, I'm sorry. When I say back wall, I mean, the I, I meant the one behind the throne. Oh, okay. Sorry. The front wall then. Uh, yeah, the, it kind of the window looks like right behind the window. Yeah, the throne. Yeah, there's there's part of it that kind of looks like Vader's helmet, but then there's like a phage attached to it. So actually, you noted that from the reflection. Again, this is this is like Dooku's place. When the light comes through that window, it casts this shadow on the floor. That's when you were like, "Well, that shadow looks like a phage and kind of looks like Vader's helmet." I never agreed. It with wasn't it. on the floor. Though. I never I agreed the with the Vader's helmet. I meant the window. The window looked like okay. that. Well, I never agreed with the Vader's helmet. I think you guys were seeing things. <laughs> part of it was part of Vader's helmet, not the full I like Vader helmet, like in the father's room. I'm talking like it was. It's a stretch, yes, but like it applies still in my head. Okay, but anyway, aphage has to do with infection. Yeah, and it just goes Corruption. along with it goes and, along with the whole. Yeah, it goes along with the whole. Mutation. Infection and... Just nasty. <laughs> getting Nasties. inside somebody, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah getting in your head, yeah. And, as, and, I mean, if you think about it also this way, bugs in general are huge means of the transfer of disease and stuff like I that. I mean, they so, can be. There's different... Lyme's disease. There's different insects represented in the throne room. There's, like, a beetle. Mm-hmm. There's a fly. Yep. And... Hit the throne itself. Actually, we haven't even talked about the throne itself. Um, the throne's weird. I honestly cannot picture it at all. I'm distracted usually by the room. <laughs> I never paid That's to the true. Throne. But there is a Deus with steps up because obviously, um, dark side. So he has to put himself up on a Deus. Um, but the chair itself just looks like a beetle or something. It has these leg-like little spindly-looking things that come up. Yeah. 
And then down in the corners of the room, even, there are these smaller windows that look like spider legs. And I know spider's not an insect. Nobody yell at me. I understand. But I'm just saying, like. Let's get clapped in the comments. <laughs> I know spider's an arachnoid. I get it. Yeah. But Correct. those little windows in the corner have these same little kind of spindly leg like things. Mm-hmm. And then there's a shadow that comes through those windows that projects that onto the floor i'm telling you piece of art this throne room that you see for what a couple of minutes (laughs) i actually think the outside of the throne room is cooler than the inside see now i disagree now that i'm like totally into this whole oh i get it even with the whole it's larval it's it's bug-like it's infectious it's like creeping around inside your brain i get it and i love it. it now i get it so, um, oh, and just to mention, the back of his throne, the seat, the chair back, mm-hmm. circular in design, where we've seen that before, Macquarie. Naboo. Um, and Macquarie, but okay. But I mean, it's Nib- her throne, Padme's throne. Oh, yeah, yeah, you said that, I believe. Yeah, I remember you said that. Is the only other throne that's circular like that, the back of it. But hers right. is all like soft and nice and upholstered, and his is like metal, yeah, or whatever. But also, if you look very, very closely, there are eight spokes. Oh, they're very small, and they're not like obviously like the um the cog or anything. But there are eight little spokes sticking out of they that circular. I, it's so interesting, so interesting. Okay. By so the let... way, Mortis spelled backwards is Sitrom. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that addition. It's kind of cool. Sitrom. I don't know. Uh, so. Sounds almost like Red Rum. You might not. You might not agree with this, but. Oh. We've okay. talked about Dagobah before. Okay. How Dagobah is weird in that it's very very strong with the Force, but it's dirty. Yeah. And there's snakes, and there's bugs, and there's Komodo lizards. Dragons. <laughs> Komodo and it, dragons. And way back, like when we were talking about that um, Macquarie tree, and how they took the spider from that design and made them into the uh, the spiders in Rebels, and how the spider and the tree had a life cycle together. Yeah. Is this ringing a bell? Yeah, yeah, I remember this. Um. So to me, when I look at this throne room, yes, it's like very steeped in this insect imagery and all this stuff, but it kind of also reminds me of Dagobah a little bit. Mm. And how... That's cool. I did, I did not make that connection. Sometimes a forest is not exactly clean. That's, I mean, yeah, definitely The not. dark side can be gross and dirty. You remember that one episode? And still natural, but gross and dirty. Do you remember that one episode when Yoda goes to that Force Oh, yeah. Star Love thing? that episode. Well, yeah. Well, the whole place there is, like, not necessarily clean. It's very vegetative and, like, mm-hmm. veg- veg- vegetative? Whatever. <laughs> there's a lot of trees and plants. Yeah, but it, there's, like, <laughs> fungus and there's, like, things growing and yeah. spores floating all over. I mean, that's kind of unclean in well, a way. Yeah, but, I mean, sometimes, I mean, nature's gross. I know that's what I'm saying. You know? It's just, it's just, it's it's almost kind of like a paradox in a way. It is a paradox, but that's what's that's kind of why I like that in my mind. I like that connection because 
what like when you look up in the on the sides of this throne room there are these almost like tree like yeah bog sort of structures right like, i don't know it's really you just have to go and look at these images and you'll know what i'm saying it's hard to describe but unfortunately right. this is a podcast i have to try um <laughs> yeah anyway i am newly in love with this throne room what if this i'm you? newly in love with it because honestly it stumped me for a long time like what that's is how good it was and really i didn't really it's not on screen for very long like i'll be honest i kind of forgot about it until mm. i went back why are you whispering because i feel embarrassed that i kind of <laughs> forgot that oh my god the sun is a throne room too yeah because i love that other one so much that it just overshadowed everything else and plus weird daughter doesn't have yeah one. what the heck's up with that i hate that i wish she had one strange yeah I'm but you know what she's the light side she doesn't need it she knows she's, she's just kind of around <laughs> she knows she's good she knows she's selfless i guess she has that little sanctuary room where she lays the father out after he gets hurt right that's probably her quote-unquote throne room but it's more like it's just a sanctuary room or whatever true um so i guess it doesn't make sense for her to have a throne room Right, I, I agree. To I'm just, honor I wish herself. she did, though. <laughs> I mean, it seems a little off that she doesn't have something I, more, but whatever. It's fine. It makes sense for him to have this really grand yeah. oh, place. Yeah. Okay, so can we talk about the eye? <sighs> okay. Because <laughs> the whole time... Okay, here's what stumped me about the son's throne room. Oh, boy. For a long time. That eye. It looks like an eye. Like, is it an eye? Is it just a circle with a dot in it? Is it supposed to look like an egg? Because I think everything's a womb. <laughs> yeah. Um, you haven't said the word womb once. I haven't had a womb. That's crazy, man. Like, I guess the closest thing to a womb is this throne room. It's very... Nasty. <laughs> fibrous, I guess. It's very... It's fibrous. Yeah. And there are... It's very incubative. There are little egg-like round things every once in a while. You see a little round thing, and there is that round thing in the window. That I've yeah. always been like, "What are you? Right. What are you trying? To <laughs> what are you trying to say?" Right. Also, the color—it's just like dark and nasty and yellow, dank. Oh, the window, you mean? Nah, the whole room. Oh like well, the, the cinematography of the room. Well, yeah, the like... window makes it look yellow in there, but like otherwise, it's just dark brown it's nasty dark like, and it's, fi very it's fibrous natural it's very it's very biological but like the bad kind organic. of organic it looks organic yeah like you almost can't tell if those things on the ceiling towards the ceiling are structurally there or if they actually grew there yeah that's uh yeah that's the other thing the other because the, there's so much shadow in that room mm -hmm. it's hard to tell what's metal and what's natural it is very hard to tell which is oh cool. speaking of the shadows mm-hmm and like, there's a lot of um, like lines, you know, okay. like yeah. oh, a lot yeah. of like radiating lines. Always. Which I don't know if that's supposed to be a reference to the SUN sun because he's the sun, mm -hmm. or if they're supposed to look like legs. Right. Not sure. Still unsure about that. Okay, but this eye. I've decided, <laughs> in my head canon, that it represents the third eye. In oh. <laughs> like dharmic spiritual yeah 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 traditions and the third eye 
Oh, yes. Just, you know, the Tool chakra. Tool reference. Tool references. Here we go. The chakra right in the middle of your forehead, which is like enlightenment, consciousness, you know, um, basically, once you open your third eye, you, you're you enlightened to everything and you see everything for what yeah. it is. Yeah. I like that. I like thinking like, okay, yeah, I can totally see that being aligned with the sun because he does tell Anakin like it is. He does say, you know, <laughs> you think you have this all figured out. You well, think he knows the future. Yeah. He that's has what I'm saying. Access to all things. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's got the third. He's got the sight. Like he's, he knows what's going to go down and what Anakin's going to turn into. Do you know the song third eye from tool? I'm sure you've played it for me, yeah. Oh, it's so good. It? <laughs> it's so good. So good. I have no basis for any of this. I'm pulling it all out of my butt. I'm just saying I like the reference of that being third eye. Yeah. I'll take that one. Okay. Do you just otherwise... wait for me to... Do you wait for my, like, <laughs> approval of your... No, I wait to see if you think... I. Usually there's a continuum of you're insane to oh my god you're right like somewhere on that continuum everything I say you're gonna it's gonna fall on that continuum. I don't think you're ever insane. Uh, you call me insane I more than like, I call you insane. I feel like you've called me insane maybe once or twice. I mean I think when your womb talk enters the conversation <laughs> then I'm like I don't think you're insane but I'm just like man <laughs> Kubrick got too bad dude. I guess. I'm just saying. All right so. Our criteria. Oh. Yes, there is a chair. Mm. Unclear if it got blown up because mm-hmm. we don't really know what happened to Mortis. Well, wait, wait, wait. Did we say unclear with the fathers as well? Yeah, we said unclear. Oh, that's what we said. Okay, cool. Uh, rate that throne room. Six. Point five. I'm devastated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm clipping my bed. Ouch. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Ouch. It just is not... It does not entertain me. It's an eight for me. Ooh. I love it now. Okay. I'm a, I love it. Like, I want to I wanna know who designed it. I want to buy them a coffee. Well, it's not that the throne was bad, per se. But you're right. It's not memorable. Until you realize, oh my god, it's brilliant. But I just don't care. I like the exterior. I love the exterior. I think it looks awesome. I like how there's a courtyard outside and like stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the courtyard's cool. But like it's just it's just uh, it's boring. I'm sorry, it's relatively oh, boring. You know what? I didn't write it down. If I don't write it down, I forget. I'm such an idiot. Okay. So I'm this is how my brain can like almost connect but not quite for years. Oh. When when the sun kills Ahsoka, where does he tap her? Right whoa, in the whoa, middle whoa, of her forehead. You're, you're going fast. So when the, the sun, sun kills Ahsoka kills and then Ahsoka. Anakin. Wait. Is... When the sun kills Ahsoka. Oh, oh. Where oh. does he touch her? I know. I see. Mm. Third eye. Indeed. When Anakin <laughs> connects oh, yeah, two. the daughter to Ahsoka to revive her, where does he touch them both? That's my noise for third eye. Okay. Third eye. <laughs> okay. All of which I realized before. However, that stupid window 
I never made the connection like, oh, we're totally into the third eye over in this part of in this in this little house where he lives he's into the third act. over here we do chakras yeah over here we do chakras. <laughs> on wednesdays we do we wear chakras. <laughs> okay so that was another reason why i was like oh my god it's a third eye that makes more sense because i forgot to write it down okay colin it's our last third room the entire series oh, this is the last one this i thought the there was one more one. so listen up oh <gasps> Okay. And well, this one, this one, I practically know everything we're going to talk about, I believe. Unless you're about to surprise me. No, I'm not about to surprise you. Okay. The Grand Salon of the Sindari Royal Palace of Mandalore. <laughs> Dude. Daener- uh, Daenerys, Mother of Dragons. <laughs> Let me say Leader it again. Of the, Unsullied. the Grand Salon of well, the Sindari Royal Palace of Mandalore. So. I want to live there. Want to move in? Ten. Should we just get to it? I mean, I'm gonna give it a ten. Obviously. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's but... bogus. You can't give two thrones tens. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> They're not both perfect. That's that's literally impossible. Don't tell me what because I can't do. Because your definition of perfect has already been established. Okay. What do I have written down here under development production? No. Nada. Zip. <laughs> nada. <laughs> okay. Which is a crime. Against humanity. That's lame, man. Somebody give me... Okay, let me just make this clear right now. After researching all of this stuff, I had a ball doing it. Like, I had a great time doing it. But the fact that we don't have an updated art of the Clone Wars book... Mm. Yeah. Travesty. (laughs) Travesty. You know what? I'm gonna be honest, Mom. Let's go. Can I be honest with you? I I've when are you not never, honest? With me? I've never. Um, I don't know when I'm not honest with you. I never have ever understood what or how do I say this? Sorry. Are you going off on a tangent? Because <laughs> no. I got six pages on this no, throne room alone. No, it's not a tangent. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where your love for the art design and architecture came from, because I feel like. You said the words, oh my gosh, I love throne rooms. And then two days later, you decided to do a podcast series on them. Guess what, Colin? It seems like it came out of nowhere. Guess what, Colin? Where'd it come from? That's all I'm asking where it came from. Your mom contains multitudes. When did it become something that was necessary to podcast about? That's all. Throne rooms? Yeah. It was literally at the top of my list of things I wanted to do when we made this podcast. You've, you never said that, though. That's why I'm surprised by I this. love a throne room. Okay. I mean, obviously. I'm just saying, I did not realize how intense. I'm intense. <laughs> I'm so intense, especially about the Grand Salon okay. of the Sundari Royal Palace on Mandalore. Okay. That's the third time you said it. <laughs> just go on. Uh, so a little in-universe lore. It is the seat of Mandalorian power. We know this. It is. The Sundari Royal Palace was the residence of the Mandalorian ruler on Sundari Mandalore. Which cool. is a domed city. We it know is. this also. Domed. Before the Clone Wars, it was the home of new Mandalorian leader, rest in peace, Duchess Satine Kreese. Uh And also Get the, the new Mandalorian pipes. ruling council would meet in her throne room. We've seen that in a couple of episodes. Right. Uh, and it overlooked a public plaza where the government could address the Sundari Mandalorians from the balcony. And we've seen that a ton as yep. well. So many shots. <laughs> okay, so that's it. Moving on to editorial. 
Oh. Number one, spectacular. Bang on job. Spectacular. Yeah. The flex of this throne room. <laughs> the flex. I feel the major flex. You of mean it. you mean the you mean the uh, the the clout? No, it's a flex. Oh, oh, okay. First of all, it's very subtextual, and I love that. But just practically speaking, the flex of a throne room made of basically all glass. Mm-hmm. True. Basically all glass. Yeah, it is. Like honestly, the floor. it's the only thing. Who does that? Like, really? It's okay. super impractical. Like, if you're going to try to assassinate somebody. True. It's like, bring it on. She's just You got there. me right here. She's just sitting in there going, try me. Yeah. All give, right. Give it your best shot. Okay, well. Many times, many people do. Well, well, well. But it's a flex. I'm saying it's a flex. I mean, it got, it got the best of her, I, I know it did. But I'm just saying. <laughs> and then the subtext of it, like. This is a this is a race of people who have been who warred for so long. They ruined their planet and they had to build their cities under domes. Yeah, man. And you're going to build your highest like your basically your queen or king's throne room out of glass. I don't understand. What do you mean? It's just a real paradox there. Like what are you doing? Oh. It's a flex and also how stupid. Oh. <laughs> well, it is definitely stupid. It's both. It's a paradox. That's why I love it. It's like, okay, right. but what is the first time we see it in like the story is when Satine is in power and what is she? She is a pacifist. So at that time, like the whole glass house thing, like the whole, you know, the saying like, don't, what is it? Uh, don't throw rocks at glass houses or yeah, something, something like that. that Meaning yeah. like, don't, don't be like criticizing when, you know, you can be just as criticized for what you're doing. Yeah. 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 Um, why can't I think of that stupid phrase? But anyway, um, it's just so, it works on so many levels and it also is a paradox on many levels because ah. Devs. She's a pacifist. <laughs> yeah, right. It is. It's very devsy to Getting me. Into the devs it's kind of like a devs thing. Okay. She's a pacifist. Peace is fragile. It's a warring people. Mm. Like they've they've ruined their planet from so much war, and she's just trying to have nothing but peace. And she's trying to be neutral, and she's trying to not get involved. But you live in a glass house, Satine. Indeed. It's going to come for you eventually, like it's going to, and obviously it does. Oh, yeah. I mean, the throne room itself is got, you know. It is <laughs> it's got. It's blown up like ten times. Um. Okay. So we have to talk about this throne room in phases because, like I said, when we first see it, it's season two, season three of Clone Wars, and Satine is still, um, what do they call it? A duchess. Yeah, duchess. Right. Is um, she ever not a duchess, by the way? I don't think so. She's always a duchess until the end. I think so. Okay. Just wondering. Uh, so the whole thing, like I said, is is put that away. You are not eating a snack during podcasting. <laughs> this is the most important one, and you are I'm hungry. Not paying attention. <laughs> Please. Uh, 
Okay, listen. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna mute my mic. Just continue. It's fine. So we're gonna go back to Frank Lloyd Wright, and seemingly the Mandos love Frank Lloyd Wright because there are designs, very prairie style designs in the window windows, <laughs> windows, Windu. <laughs> the windows, and um, like you know how you know <laughs> this is funny to me too. The whole hexagonal connection with Mandalorian style. Those long hexagons, you know, oh, yeah, you see yeah. everywhere right. in their in their design, on their armor, on the walls, on the floors, on the fabric, like it's everywhere. So that literally comes from Boba Fett's chest plate. <laughs> it's Boba Fett. They, they created an entire style of like a cultural style <laughs> from Boba Fett's chest plate. I, I just that floors me. I think it's hilarious. He's the best. It's just hilarious to me. Uh, okay, so yeah, that design of the hexagon is everywhere. I mean, okay, well, hold on. And it has become synonymous with Mandalore and Mandalorian style. And design. you're just talking about the style. <laughs> I'm just talking about the hexagon. Mandalore. The Mandalorians got started from Boba Fett. I know. That's what I'm saying. And then whoever designed. Sundari decided we're going to make this hexagon a thing and mm. it's going to be everywhere and it's going to be like oh you're going to know immediately that's Mandalore which I find just pretty funny. cool I find it kind of funny that they did it that. is pretty funny um okay so let's t- the whole thing is made of glass like I said it's very prairie style like inlays in the um in the windows and the walls mm-hmm and lots of parallel lines frank lloyd right but it's also there's a lot of they a lot of cubism references also getting into cubist stuff let's go so we have another um portrait of another duchess Mm. oh speaking yeah i guess that she's maybe ursa's doing that just to kind of say yeah if uh duchess (laughs) satine can have a portrait of herself i'm gonna have a portrait of myself Uh uh-huh but anyway, this portrait is very inspired by Picasso. Yo! It's particularly um, inspired by probably a few different Picassos. They all kind of are similar. One's called Portrait of a Woman with a Beret. One's called Woman with a Beret in Plaid Dress. Oh, you just call them similar. One's called... They, they are similar. I feel like that's something you would say to get crucified by. No, no, no. They are very similar in style. This okay. was a phase he had. He painted a lot of women and he painted them very similarly in style okay so and one is called the portrait of dora mar interestingly all painted by picasso in 1937 which was the same year he painted guernica which was his huge mural masterpiece and you see a not in the throne room but in this palace complex there is a mandalorian version Umbra. of guernica that you know it's that it's like a no-brainer it's obviously oh dude yeah that that's like that is like to it like the composition yeah, of it exactly. is exactly the same which i always <laughs> i just love mandalorians i love the fact that they use art it's just the best but it's it's like the wicked art like it's wicked. like it, yeah cubism cubism translates to wicked does it for me yeah. What? No. Well, Why? Not necessarily in a bad way. Sorry. Wicked has a connotation of being bad, I guess. 
but just like twisted. And let me just say, know? like it, that it literally is twisted. That portrait is not. It's not cubist. the same type of no. It's not. Not it's not pure cubist. It's not pure cubist. It's not the same. It's not postmodern. It's not the same phase of art that he was in when he was doing. It's cubism. just not postmodern. It's 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 entirely like, it's like it's cubist adjacent. No, it's cubist, but it's not. It's not postmodernist cubism. It's like modern cubism. He had this kind of. whole phase, and I was looking surreal. No, not surreal. It's not surreal nah. either. Nah. It's kind of in between. Yeah. It was an in-between phase that he was going through. Yeah. But just if you're interested, uh, if you want to look up every piece of art Picasso produced in 1937, it's something like 90-something pieces of art. Guernica what? was only one of them. You know, and Mozart, it, you know Mozart wrote and like that 400 took, symphonies? Uh, and he died when he was 31. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's dude. incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, man. But anyway, the portrait of Duchess Satine is definitely inspired by um, the portraits of women that Picasso painted in 1937. Um, mm. And like the light, you could you can definitely see the cubist influences elsewhere. Like there's light fixtures hanging in the pal in the throne room that They're are very cubes, like little interlocking cube designs. They're hedges. Like their little yep. shrubberies they're, are they're literally cute. squares. Mm -hmm. So like they were definitely when they designed this, when, you know, the concept the houses artists, around the, the whole place. Oh, yeah. The whole thing is like cubes on cubes on cubes on cubes. Stacked cubes. Yeah. Which is kind of cool because that's like a tower that you could like push over. <laughs> Under a dome. Yeah. Anyway, it's very interesting to me that they kind of married some cubist elements and and then again like some frank lloyd wright oh, yeah. um, prairie elements which are also very like angular so it does go together this throne pretty room, nicely this throne room is we can call it throne room right you don't want to say that whole long thing again no but we can call it throne room. <laughs> yes right? there okay. is a chair there is a throne yes okay this throne room is by far the most stylized out of all of them in my opinion what do you mean by stylized like like this throne room stands out from every other throne room so strongly well yeah in my opinion like and honestly i think ursa wren's is kind of stands out as well when you showed me it, I was kind of like oh like this is this is kind of wild like i guess but this one they're similar though and i don't think that's an accident because she is mandalorian the cubist thing like makes it so stylized in my opinion because every other art form that they use to like they emulate in these designs is it they run tandem to each other kind of i feel like like cubist does not look like uh what was the guy we were talking about with Frank Lloyd Wright? Ursula Rohn, the painting. Oh, Klimt. Yeah. Like that doesn't look at all the same, you know? So it's just like I don't I don't know. It, like I feel like this throne room is like super I don't know. Stylized. Klimt was very geometric, I have to say. He did he was very geometric in his design. But that geometric? But not like <laughs> no. Like because, gyrometric? No, 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 no. It was also like the actual face of the woman was pretty realistic it wasn't like the paintings that they're doing satines you know also yeah the idea that her self-portrait is cubist is maybe like metaphorical on the level of like how like her perspective is skewed skewed wonky like what she thinks is reality isn't yeah you know yeah totally interesting we, actually you know what we should probably talk about how cubism 
functions. Because what I just said maybe is confusing if you don't understand. And I can say it if, if you okay, want to talk quickly, about Okay, quickly, because I have a lot. It's really quick. Okay. Basically, Cubism, the art movement of Cubism started because artists were like, you know what? I'm tired of painting in an entirely two-dimensional framed perspective, from my perspective kind of thing. From a person's perspective who's looking at another person kind of thing. Right? Uh, realistic perspective. And they were like, you know what? I'm going to write from, I'm going to paint from every perspective. So what it started out as was collages. People would like, artists would take like items and plaster them together and like kind of compose their work so that like this piece of it looked maybe like the side of this box while this piece looks like the top of the box and like the whole thing. But it's still presented to us in two dimensional space. That's the key. Yeah. So it was a three dimensional perspective forced on a two dimensional frame, two dimensional. Yeah canvas and normally how it's done is you have a subject and the painter or i'll just say in this case a painter will paint that subject onto a canvas but acting as if he or she's looking at different perspectives of that subject from different angles but will plaster it together to kind of outline the general structure of the object the the subject so it's very interesting yes so hence that the makes... twisted, hence the turning and the like, the turned parts in her perspective. Like yes. she's so not in line with herself and with her surroundings. Yes, very interesting that they did that, made yeah. that choice because when you look at the rest of the throne room, oh yeah, for the most part, it's clean. It's, it's Frank Lloyd Wright. It's mm-hmm. Art Nouveau. It is. It stands um, out. Arts and crafts. It certainly stands Again. out. But you only see it like for two seconds. The portrait? Yeah. Yeah, you only see it. They never really show it to you no. head on. Which is kind of upsetting. It's always like yeah. people are walking past it or you see it from a distance or something, which is also kind of interesting to me that that's the case. Like her portrait is not behind her throne like Ursa, throne, Ursa Renz yeah, is. true. You don't really get focused on it necessarily. But, again, like, the rest of the throne room is really not cubist. Not at all. Not, yeah, it's not at all. And specifically, her throne is not. The, the again, she's got a big old stained glass window behind her throne. She does have steps up to her dais, mm. which is a little interesting. True. Because she's a pacifist. Why are you making people walk up to you, Satine? little bit. Hmm. Well, she's a pacifist, but you do see her get, like, aggressive in the throne That's room. true. And Nasty. she is a Mandalorian. Yeah. You can't maybe take the Mandalorian out of the Mandalorian. She holds the power. She knows she holds the power. That's true. She reminds me a lot of, like, Queen Elizabeth. Uh, well, that's crazy. funny because, you know, Kate Blanchett. Well, that's the first Queen Elizabeth, actually. Kate Blanchett played Elizabeth I. I don't think oh. she's ever played Elizabeth II. <laughs> I'm talking about uh, Elizabeth II, though. You're talking about Elizabeth II? Mm-hmm. Uh, Elizabeth so, the first was like, oh. yeah, she was hard. She was like, I know I'm the most powerful person in the yeah. world, and I'm gonna make all you suck it. That's true. So, um, okay, so this she's cool though. This window behind Satine's throne again. I got obsessed for like an entire day. <laughs> okay, with this window because I'm like, okay, what is it supposed to represent? I firstly, I think it's supposed to be Tiffany style. You know, like Tiffany lamps, which Do was I know Tiffany. What the heck? I don't know what Tiffany lamps are, dog. I don't know. I don't know How what you I know, know and what Tiffany you don't know. Lamp is. Sometimes I think you would know something, and I say it, and you're like, I don't know what that is. I'm like, really? 
Oh. So I don't know. I'm sorry. But Tiffany was also part of the Nouveau, fall, falls under the arts and crafts Nouveau umbrella. Like all of this stuff kind of does. The only thing that's outside of it sort of is the cubism. Right. Um, but to me, when I look at it, I... Which is s- such a good choice, by the way. Yeah. Because the cubist just pops. You know yeah, it I mean? does like, pop. It already pops, but this is like, yo, that's yeah. weird. Um, but it kind of looks like an angel again. It's very, it's very mm. nouveau in its curving lines, and it kind of looks like an angel. There are flowers down towards the bottom on either side of her chair, and then those sconces on the walls look like God. flower petals or feathers. Sconce. The wa- the light sconces, you know. Yeah, you know. I'm sure everyone on here is gonna know what they a look like. Is. Flower petals? Or they look like feathers? Or they look like leaves. they're lamps? Whatever. They look. <laughs> my point is, they look like you know organic things. Yeah. Flowers, feathers, leaves. Yeah. Something of the sort. I mean, she's a pacifist. You and um, that. the her chair itself. The chair back is rounded. Like, everything's... Sherbeck is rounded. It is. It's like a rounded little... I thought it was a tall... Mm-mm. Oh. It's not. You're thinking of later, which I'm going to get to, which is kind of like my whole thesis statement on this throne room. So... Huh? Yeah. I'm confused. I have pictures <laughs> on my phone if you want to, like, literally look at it right now. Yeah, sure. Um. So, anyway, yeah, everything is super duper nouveau other than the cubist references and um and the frank lloyd wright you know windows and things sure another thing i didn't notice until i started rewatching these episodes is when she sits her butt down on the seat that back window and the light sconces light up <laughs> you lie <laughs> i am not lying you lie i've never noticed nope this. not lying it's true. She's got mo- motion activated butt cushion. She is the light. Like she <laughs> comes in, <laughs> she sits flex. down. You even hear they they gave it a sound effect. What? They gave it like a, gl- a gl- What episode is this? They it goes like Which episode is this? Prove yourself. <sighs> I didn't write down specific Dude, episodes because there's a lot of them. You got to put sources, man. It's season 2. Research it. And season 3. I want to say when I noticed it lighting up, are those first episodes where Obi-Wan goes there for the first time. And you find out they know each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. I those know, older maybe, yeah. ones. Okay, so if you want to go look for that, it's it's pretty sure it's in the episode where they meet for the first time. Also, if you go to the episode where Maul takes over, it doesn't light up anymore. That's when cool. he sits on it. Oh. Like, the whole room is dark. Like He's not welcome. There's no more nice, natural light. Like, even... It's just all dark now, because obviously well, it's yeah. dark. Yeah. But it is funny that <laughs> the chair doesn't light up anymore when he sits on it. <laughs> uh, okay, so season... You mean when he manspreads on it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Clone Wars season five. Mm-hmm. More of this throne room. Lots more. And we actually get, you know, that pretty good throwdown between uh visla and mall yeah the room is still dark like it's they know happy it's not happy times no um and again when pre visla sits on it it doesn't light up for him either the only person that lights up for is her (laughs) (laughs) 
And I just, you're if you just find the episodes with this throne room in it, it's very, it's a very interesting lens to watch this show through, because you're f- constantly in the same room, again, made of like eighty percent glass, mm-hmm. and you've got people fighting with laser swords, beheadings, murders, like there's all this. <laughs> extreme violence going on in this glass house basically super interesting just kind of yeah that's just kind of weird that's just honestly really weird yeah it's uncomfy it's, it's a very it's i'm telling you i'm telling you it's a stylized throne room man well, the style is. of this throne room is crazy dog oh one more thing about the um window behind satine's actual throne there is a central round part circular part and if you take a picture and you close up on it real hard it is absolutely for sure lifted from a muca design alphonse muca who is another nouveau painter and we talked about him in reference to that just sounds really loud. I wonder if that's going to come out on the. I don't know. It's. <laughs> I remember talking. What were you talking about, Muka, in reference to? I think it was the Gungans. Yeah. Um. It was. But again, I'm. I was taking pictures of these elements of this room and just enhancing them, like on Blade Runner, like enhance eighty thousand <laughs> times, and you can see in that central, like, little round part of her of that window that there is a. A little design, and it's definitely like a nouveau muka. But it's all—it's very mute, shout though. out. It's very muted. You can barely see it. Like yeah. I'm psycho. I had to really, really focus on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you, you are. It was too. a shout out to muka. That's uh, there's no question in my crazy mind that that's what it was. Okay, so again, flash forward to season five. Lots of stuff going down on Mandalore. Um, sadly, tragic things happen. To our Duchess. And, and the throne room. <laughs> Tragic we, things happen to this throne room, man. And um, we don't really see the throne room again until season seven. Yeah. So if we do, 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 all the way to season seven. <laughs> do, 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 do. The throne room both gets a glow down, in my opinion, like a major glow down. And they've been remodeling. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I'm not crazy. I spent like not a, crazy. I spent a half an hour at least. Oh yeah, making sure I wasn't crazy. Okay. The throne room has been greatly enlarged because it's much wider in season oh, seven than is it, it really. It is much wider. Okay. And maybe they thought we weren't going to notice. <laughs> I didn't notice. Or maybe they just thought, whatever, we need a wider place for them to fight, like a mall in Ahsoka. When they finally get to fight, we want to make it a big, wide room. Nobody's going to care if we add, like... Enter Michelle. Several (laughs) feet on either side. Yep. But it is absolutely, definitely widened. You can tell if you, um, like, take screenshots of where, like, the door that you entered the throne room. You can just tell, like, there's, it's twice, it's not, eh, it's probably not twice as wide, it's probably, like, 50% wider. 
They were trying to. Anyway. They were trying to float one by you. They were. I think they were. <laughs> I see you. I see what you did. Um. So yeah, substantially wider. The window, though. That's what I want to like talk about the most. The, the win- back window. The back. The window behind the throne. First of all, the it's a different throne. Mm-hmm. Gone are the rounded details of the window and the throne itself. That's just sharp. Gone are the rounded edges of the light sconces. Everything is now angular. Yeah, man. It's cubist. It's, I'm going to call it deco. Oh, it's definitely deco. And here's why I'm going to call it deco. No, you're right, dog. You're definitely right. It looks like, it looks deco, dude. It has like the layers and like the, like the sharp pillared layers. It goes from, I'm pointing at a, at a collage on my phone. It goes from this to this. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe me, go take screenshots and look at them side by side. Very, very different. They are. Same colors, though. Same, like, mm-hmm. rusty orange. I actually like the original more. Oh, me too. It's prettier. Yeah. But I think what they were going for, and the other thing that's very interesting, um, is that in the the window in season seven. Oh, picture of you. <laughs> That was me and my niece. I was trying to show with somebody how much we look like. Um, the window in season seven kind of looks like a cross. It never really, it never came close to even looking like a cross when Satine was in charge. Wait, which one of these two is in season seven? That's season seven. You think that one looks more like a cross than this one? Yes, it does. It definitely does. That's a bad picture. Let me find another picture. Anyway, the whole point of me saying this is... Um, of course, now my phone's not going to work. That central, that central circle has now become probably a hexagon. I can't really tell. Yeah, it looks like that. It has angles now, though. The same Muka shout out is still there, though. If you get really <laughs> close up on it, it still hey. has, still has the Muka design. See, that's how you know it's a meticulous choice to do that because they made it again. Yeah. You know? And then they kept that design in there. But fascinating it looks mm. very, very to me it looks almost like a cross like see look it has like, i see it it has other things sticking out of it but you can definitely make out a cross you know what's cool about a hexagon what a hexagon is kind of a three-dimensional cube in a two-dimensional space well i mean nando's in their hexagons they love the hexagon. can you see it though do you see yeah. how, like you can form a line yeah. there and yeah interesting Mm -hmm. um so take a look at that if you think i'm crazy i'm not it's there (laughs) and then the throne itself what used to be like a little rounded arch shaped back to the chair now has angles and the light sconces which used to be you know feathers or petals or whatever you want to call them are now um one two three four five also hexagons coffin-shaped ones and probably metal they look metal to me (laughs) okay so okay yeah i say it's a glow down it's not nearly as pretty i would agree with this and it's very um well i mean it's still kind of cool it's broody but to me it looks like deco yeah i agree and here's why i think that's super intentional 
that they would pick Deco instead of going full on Cubist. Like, why not go full on Cubist with this? Dude, oh, that'd be so cool if we got like a Cubist throne. <laughs> but why not? And here's why I think why not. Because what else during the prequel era is super duper Deco in style? Hmm. Coruscant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Who lives on Coruscant? Sheev Palpatine <laughs> lives on Coruscant. <laughs> okay, yeah. Sheev Palpatine is Mr. Deco. At yeah. least, oh yeah. At least to the public, he is like that. It's not like his inner self, but <laughs> his public persona he is, is all Art Deco. Man. <laughs> his public persona is super Deco. Sheev is Art Deco. So, I'm saying. That is now my that that I again I'm gonna find these concept artists and I'm gonna be like, did you or did you not oh, change no. the You're their worst nightmare palace throne room in Sundari from Art Nouveau to Art Deco because you wanted to demonstrate that Chief Palpatine was pulling all the strings. Dude, they're never gonna give you a straightforward answer. <laughs> You're tripping if you think they're gonna give you a straightforward answer. That's not what they do at Lucasfilm, man. They're probably just going to stare at me with wide eyes. They're going to be like, it can be. And call security. <laughs> no. No. To come and get They're gonna me. They're going to be like, it can be if you want it to be. <laughs> if that's what you think. All right. Well, that is what I think. I hate that. I hate that, dude. And what you said about keeping that central little glass panel in the window behind her chair as, oh, they kept the little yeah. um, muka nod. It's Why would on purpose. They- it's on purpose. Like, they purposely tried to make this look more sheety. Like, they probably had the original there, and then what they were going to do here, so they were working on this while looking at that, and they decided to keep the flower. Yeah. They were probably like, you know what? It's so subtle. Let's just leave it. Yeah. It's a little sh- it's a little nod back to Satine. Right. Anyway. Yeah. So, Art Nouveau, I wrote down in my notes. Flowing, curves, decorative, floral, deco, sharp, based on straight lines, corners. So it is flowery versus streamlined. Hmm. And that's exactly what you see in that window. It changes from totally, yeah. curvy, pretty, is it an angel? Is it a flower? To, oh, wow, that looks like a starburst or a cross with a bunch <laughs> of swords sticking a out starburst. of it. Like it. Wait, Starburst is in the candy? No, like a Starburst. Like, <laughs> cha, okay, like a sorry. Starburst. I don't know why. I don't know why I thought that. When was the last time you've had a Starburst, by the way? I can't eat Starburst because I think the last Too time chewy. I had one, it pulled, literally pulled the tooth out of my mouth. That's, I'm terrified of this. I'm terrified of this. It happened. Don't do it. Well, that's why you have to like I love warm them, them up. Yeah. Oh, yeah so All right. Good. So, is my do you do you concur? Do you think I'm reaching? About what? That they made they purposely made this more deco, so it was like, oh, Sheev Palpatine is in, is totally about to take this place over. Yes, I actually do that. I do because Maul's gonna fail. I do because season seven. Here's the thing with all of Clone Wars, I'm gonna be honest with you, Chief. I don't know how metaphorical they were looking to be in Clone Wars. Out of everything else, Clone Wars to me but, 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 was wait. about the fighting. Okay, but about... wait, this is season seven. No, 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 you didn't let me finish. I was going to say season seven is totally not that. It's like very cinematic. 
it's very composed it's very stylized and very subtextual subtextual metaphorical intense like every like it has everything a good movie has kind of that everything so i would not be surprised that whole episode dude these four episodes uh, like after the first four Mm -hmm. introduction ones introductory ones these four the siege of man is a movie so oh yeah yes we've talked about i think everything you assume based on art is real and that they followed it because like dude this is like an opus Honestly, this is a work mm-hmm. that they put together. So it I, it has to be, man. Why would they do that? Like they could have, they could have spent so much more time on other things, but they chose to change this. You see what I mean? Like they, they could have just copied and pasted and made it easy on themselves. They changed the room itself. Like they built an extension onto their friggin' throne room just so they would have a larger, so it would feel more cavernous probably. So it would mm. feel more cold, more empty. It would give them longer. It would give Ahsoka and Maul a larger fighting area. Mm -hmm. Like, it's all there, man. They were very meticulous. Obviously, window breaks in that one shot. Oh, Oh. and then she kicks him through the window and breaks (laughs) it. My pretty, pretty window. It's amazing. How many times did I have to try to stop it? Do you remember when I was walking up behind you with the remote and I was pointing at the TV? Yeah. So I, I was trying to get a screenshot of as close up to that window as I could Did get. Did you get it? Which meant that I had to stop the show right before Maul goes flying through the window. <laughs> that was the closest close up I could get. It was milliseconds. And I tried maybe five times and I just couldn't get it to the right spot. And I finally got it to the right spot. And Colin thought he was being funny, and he picked up the remote. He came up walking behind me with the remote in his hand, and he was like, hey. And I'm like, don't you dare. Don't you dare to move uh, that. Anyway. That was a good one. But yeah. Anyway. All right. Chair? Yes. The last rating. Two different ones. Wait, you're just flying through it. Sorry. This We're done. A, this is important. I know. But, and plus, okay. we got to do the wrap up at the end, so we got to go. Oh, geez. Yes, yeah. there's a chair. It actually got changed, but yes, it is. There is a chair. There's a chair. Is the throne room blown up? Yes. The chair isn't. But everything else is trashed. I mean, partially. Are we saying it has to be gone, gone? Yes. Oh, well, no. It's that still there. Spectacular sh- the spectacular shot. That goes down in the annals of Star Wars greatness of that window blowing out. Yeah. There it is. Like, there goes your... You thought you were doing... You really thought you were doing something when you built this throne room of glass? (laughs) (laughs) Well. It's gone. Chief Palpatine's about to show up and blow all your (laughs) S up. So. Uh, (laughs) Okay. That's what you get for making a throne room of glass. Bad designer choice. Uh, so partially blown up. Rate that throne room, Colin. All right. See, now I'm scared because I know you already said you're giving me a 10. <laughs> I am giving it a 10. I'm so just I writing like it down. I feel like this going to be really low compared to your standards. <gasps> Why? Why are you doing that? That's not fair. Oh, I need to average these out real quick while you're thinking. Oh, I'm going to feel bad. I'm, I'm scared. I'm actually genuinely scared. This is ridiculous. Because you did so much work on this one. I'm scared. I can't. I'll just say 10 with you. I can't. <gasps> but is that really what you think, No, though? not at all. 
Well, then why are you saying that? I'm scared. Just do what you want. Seven. Well, you're wrong. Fine. (laughs) All right, I got to do this. I got to do this math real quick. Oh, dude. Um, talk to the peoples. No, you're serious. <laughs> okay, hold on. Okay. You can listen to me writing. I'm scared. I can't talk. Uh. Oh my God. This should I give? It, should I talk about what I'm th- what we're thinking for the next one, next series? It's too late. I'm already done. Okay. Oh. Uh, okay. All right. So we're gonna go through, and we're gonna like. I'm gonna tell you. What our highest rated and lowest rated are oh. through the whole series. <laughs> we should do one of those. Uh, do you remember that thing we did with the soundtracks when it was like a, like a fantasy football, like, what are those? What are those called? Uh, Squares. When like you get to the middle from the side, you you whittle down your options until you find the best one. Oh, a bracket. Yeah, a bracket. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? You know, I don't do sports ball. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Wait, what are you doing, man? I'm what? I'm adding up. What is the point of that? One, two, three, four, five. Divided by five. That's pathetic. You should have went on this way before. No, I couldn't because we were just doing it. Oh, I guess that's true. We can edit this part out. No, that's fine. We're talking. It's 7.75 plus. <laughs> Why did I have to put so many? <laughs> 7.5 times two. 10 plus 8 plus You really 10. can't do this math in your head. No. Ugh. Divided by five equals. Okay. All right. So we have, starting with the prequel trilogy. Oh, yeah. Throwback. What are we talking about? The average. This is our average individual scores. Okay. Okay. So your average for the prequel trilogy is 7.25 minus 7.5. Oh, that's pretty close. The original trilogy. Your average is 6.33. You lowballed. We both did. I would go back. <laughs> My average is Come even on. lower, 6.17. I can't change mine. Nope. We're not oh, changing anything no! anymore. That's not right. The sequel trilogy, your average is 6.44. Dude, what are these averages? These averages are not accurate, though. And mine is equal. Mine there's, is also 6.44. There's 6. two 4. throne rooms in the sequel trilogy. No, there's four. I already did the math. Trust me. How? Oh, yeah. I guess there is. So today, the the animated series, your average is 7.3. Mine is 8.7. Your bub kiss, bro. So my highest average is the animated series. What is mine? Your highest average is... Oh, it's neck and neck. Okay. The animated series and the prequels okay. are almost the same. Dude, I feel like mine would be original trilogy. <laughs> I feel like these are wrong. I man. feel like we lowballed the original trilogy yeah. hardcore. But you know what happened? Jabba. That's what brought down uh, the original trilogy. Because if we, if we break it down to individual throne rooms. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about right now. Your highest. Your highest two are Snokes. Snokes from Last Jedi. And Palps, I would hope. And Palps' Death Star 2 Thank from God. Return of the Jedi. <laughs> okay, see? That's what I care about most, to get it right. They're Here very close, but Snoke is a little higher. Yeah. Uh, and your lowest was Palpatine's in Rise of Skywalker. 
that was your bottom worse than Jabba. <laughs> you gave it a four, man. Oh. Oh, you gave no. it a four. Milo, Why would I give that a four? my highest. I have four tens, which I know binds See? you. Oh, sorry, okay. I have no. four tens. No. Snoke's, Palps' Death Star 2, The Father of Mortis, and. Hold on. Oh, don't do it. The Grand Salon <laughs> of the Sindari Royal Palace of Mandalore. Okay. Well, I have four tens. That's and my lowest is Jabba's, and I gave it a two because I don't like Jabba. Oh, that's low. All right. That's it. <laughs> there you have it. Wait, wait. What did I give? What did I give the Gungan one? You gave the Gungan one a 5.5. So I gave it higher than Palps' Throne Room in Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. (gasps) See, we shouldn't have done this. You trashed that (laughs) one. I forget why we both gave it such low scores. I hate numbers, dude. You ever seen those those ranking things that YouTubers will do or whatever where they'll do like a tier list? It's called a tier list and they'll put them in like letter grades. We should have done that. Then instead of doing the numbers, because the numbers you get like. I'm a scientist. I like data. I like numbers. It's too specific. I don't want to be so specific. I'm a this. scientist and I like data. I like manipulating Tier data. Tier list would work the same way. That's all I'm saying. We would be able to put them in a well, more accurate. Okay. Because well, I would say Palpatine's throne room, I would put in like C category, but really low C category. This comes across as being like an F, which is not what i wanted to do i but mean anyway, it's I'm not, not it's barely off I'm average it's anymore. barely below average it's a four That's... but in the grand scheme of things like when you look at the data set and all those numbers it being the lowest would mean okay well if you were to like scale it out i guess yeah i did a poor job <laughs> all those times i you know what i probably wanted to change it and you wouldn't let me probably because i bogus. quit letting you change things after a while i was getting annoyed ever dude no one cares um so yeah snoke Snoke's, we both love. Palps's on Death Star 2, we both love. And I love the father, and I love Mandalore more than you, for sure. I mean, what this shows us, just genuinely, how many of these do you have a higher score than I do? Not equal, higher. Um, Most of them. Do I have any that are higher than yours? Um, I don't think I do. Yes. Oh, I do. Palps and Tross. Oh, nice. Is a little bit higher than mine. Jabba's. Jabba's is higher than mine. I think that's it. Dang, dude. Yeah, see, you're just I'm wait. generous. You're really optimistic about throne rooms. <laughs> I am, in general, like, okay, they're cool. <laughs> I'm Snopes so optimistic cool. that I spent three months of my life yeah, researching you're Star insane. Wars throne rooms. You're it's over, crazy. Colin. What are we going to do now? Now it's my turn, right? Dang. This is my turn now? Actually, well, yeah, you you can start thinking about what you want to do next. But um, also, I'll remind you again, The Mandalorian is starting very soon, in a month. So we will be covering those episodes. Oh, so maybe we wait. Uh, well, no, we don't have to wait because that's like a month away. But if you want to do mm. something in the interim, be my guest. Also... I have books that I'm, like, in the middle of reading that we might be talking about. Comic book series are coming to an end soon. Uh, There's plenty. The current events are going to be flooding in? Huh? 
the current events are going to be flooding in. Well, I think saying. we'll end up just making current events like the whole show at some point because oh, <laughs> okay. there's just a lot going on. Well, no, see, that's what I want this to be. I want it to be like a series thing where like every time we do a series. Well, I don't know about every time. That's, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think that's possible for oh. every time. But okay. when are we going to do our series on just reviewing the movies and ranking the movies? We can do that, that would at be fun. any time. Dude, I would be down for this. If you want to pick a movie... We will do that next time. Okay. Hmm. Episode five? <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, no, Why no. not? I need to force the philosophy thing. We got to get that thing out of the way. Because okay. that's only going to be like... Because what my plan is, is I'm going to do it... Instead of doing it by like Star Wars movie or what Star Wars related things, It would go. it's going to go by philosopher. I keep telling you, I think. this is all you. Okay. Go for it. I'm just I'm, I'm just going to I'm just going to show up just like you just showed up for throne rooms. I'm just going to show up for philosophy and you're going to have to enlighten me for 3 hours. No. Have a, I'm going to force hours to be an hour and a half. Okay. Unlike sure. you who are okay. uncontrolled. If you would like to reach out to us on social media, we have a Twitter handle. It is at unknown reach pod. My personal Twitter handle is at Frey adjacent. We have an email, unknownregionspod at gmail.com. Colin is on Instagram at Colin underscore MJ underscore Whitlick. And we are both on Facebook. Thus concludes our series, Star Thrones, the throne rooms of Star Wars. (laughs) I hope you have enjoyed it. I certainly have enjoyed it. I don't know if Colin has enjoyed it, (laughs) but I love throne rooms. I see this. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey through the Star Thrones throne rooms of Star Wars. (laughs) Hey, Colin. Yo. See you around, kid. Peace. Thank you for listening to Unknown Regions Podcast. The introductory theme for Unknown Regions Podcast was composed by Colin Whitlick and was performed live by a volunteer orchestra. This recording and composition is the intellectual property of Colin Whitlick, but please feel free to hire him for all your compositional needs. He is the composer you're looking for. All the opinions expressed on Unknown Regents podcast are of a personal nature and in no way reflect that of Disney or Lucasfilm. Thanks again for listening. See you real soon.